Welcome, everybody, to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everyone doing tonight? We hope you are doing fantastic. Uh, it is a lovely night here, a Wednesday night, as the crow flies or as the pod gets recorded, whatever uh, verbiage you want to use. Hans, how, how you doing tonight, buddy? Uh, you know what? I, I, I just need to go on like a little bit of a tangent. And, you know, we, we talked about it a couple days ago in our group chat. Um, I... I don't understand like Netflix their their um I, I don't even know what the word for it is. But it's it's strategy. mainly just like their the strategy. That's sure, that's a good word. Um <laughs> they are one of the worst run companies that I've ever like seen in terms of like they used to be like save me so much time and like find all this good quality. And then I was trying to find something to watch the other day, and they have nothing but and I'm gonna keep this G rated because I don't want to, but I will. Just, just straight up crap on their on their streaming platform, <laughs> um, and we talk and we we we've gone in and ad nauseum with like Red Notice and all the other dumpster fire movies that they put out there, and I I, I honestly I just I I can't understand like there's some other like it's like a Bachelor show that's kind of out there right now whatever it's called what what's Harry I feel like you would watch it what's love it is called? love is blind is, is no that that's another is, one or... uh, love oh, is God. blind the ultimatum um, oh yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, but people keep talking about it. And I feel like it's like the bachelor love is blind, all this other love at first sight and all these stupid shows. And, and their original content is like, just, I, I don't even want to say their shows, but their movies that they're like putting out there. And we've, we've said it before their track record is, is awful. And it's not going to get any better. Um, I, 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 and I'm, I'm making this threat that I'm not going to follow through on. Um, I, once Ozark's done this weekend, it's gone, but, uh, I'm going to hang around for, you know, like Stranger Things, Umbrella Academy and, and that kind of stuff. But I, I just I, I'm sorry. Cobra I, just, Kai. That, I, I forgot about Cobra Kai, too. Thank you. Now I got to keep it for like another two years. Um, <laughs> it just it's it's really annoying because, you know, all this like the especially with like the password sharing and, and stuff going on. And Netflix is just kind of they're apparently dropping like 30 million per for Stranger Things episodes. Like I, as a movie fan, it just it just aggravates me that. I don't know. Like they don't even know how to run their company after it's been so successful for like, I don't even know. Like, I feel like it's been like 15, 20 years. They've been around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Harry still has DVDs from them. I don't know. <laughs> I returned them. I returned them. <laughs> it's wild because uh, yeah, for being like the biggest name uh, when it comes to streaming services, uh, you're right. They don't have much. I mean, sure. Their true crime offerings are usually pretty good. Uh, but I haven't even seen one of those that's really jumped out at me recently that I want to watch. And um, yeah, I mean, like you, dude, I I am hanging on until Stranger Things and then I 100 percent am dumping Netflix. It's not worth the cost anymore, especially when you don't get like brand new movies um, that are coming in. Hulu gets them. Prime will get them. You don't get them on Netflix anymore. Um HBO Max gets them. So yeah. Netflix is kind of being left in the dust while it's playing around with, uh, you know, making original content that is very subpar. So <laughs> I don't know, like, you know, it they keep recommending. Me. They keep recommending like Shawshank Redemption, which I've seen over 100 times and like Casino. Like, yeah. all right, there's more movies out there. There's like yeah. there's a lot. I, I don't need movies from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do have some decent classic stuff, but it's like you said, it's all stuff that like I've watched a million times. There's nothing. I'm not like, oh, you know, I don't have like a queue a mile long on Netflix of stuff that I want to watch. 
on the other streaming platforms. I do. Harry, your takes on Netflix's demise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I talked to my wife and basically we, we had a discussion on like, which one we drop first. And we don't have cable. We use Hulu, um, which is is solid. I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, get Hulu cable, but dump cable if you can. <clears throat> hands. Um, but uh, we uh, we voted and it was like Netflix was going to be the first one to go um, on the list there because there's just not really anything we watch uh, entirely like focused on there. I mean, it does it does create some good talking points for us in the pod. I mean, I think we were pretty early on. You know, we talked about Red Notice and we talked about the Adam Project. And I mean, there's been a couple other things here and there that we've discussed that it's just like, hey, what's you know, the, the it's not great content. I, I will mention Knives Out 2 is going to be specifically on Netflix. So mm-hmm. um, that'll be something that I mean, but you can't like bank your whole, you know, onion on on that. And I'm sure they'll have their, you know, um their their holiday you know oscar fair you know that that stuff will jump out um but i mean with apple you know putting its name in the game it won you know best picture you know before netflix did um you know we've we've talked extensively about you know these high you know the these high level actors who are put into these netflix movies that are just not good uh, you know, you could listen to the rumors around, you know, what it's like in Hollywood when it comes to Netflix. Everybody hates Netflix because of how much like if Ryan Reynolds is on a project for Netflix, things got to get pushed back from the studio perspective to have Ryan Reynolds be a part of that. And they want to be on Netflix because a lot of people, you know, use it. And I think one thing that I, I think we 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 don't take or we we are missing is, is I think a lot of younger audiences watch Netflix as just a casual first thing they throw on, you know, my nephew's eight years old. And if we're not watching YouTube, um, Netflix is his go-to for just any type of content. So I think it does hit a, a younger generation, similar to kind of how, you know, for us, it was, we go into blockbuster. It's Friday night. Let's go get a, a movie. Um, where now I think it's like, Hey, we'll turn on Netflix and see, you know, what's on there. Um, but they're top 10. Uh, that's another thing. They released that, you know, I forget how many months back. And every time I look at that, I'm like not watching, haven't seen it. What it's is this? always like an it's Adam Sandler wild. movie it's or wild. like something. <laughs> it's like an Adam Sandler movie or something from like the early 2000s that like just got at it. Or the thirty fifth yeah. season of like the Great British Bake Off or yeah. whatever. <laughs> hey, man, that show slaps is what I hear. So don't don't knock it until you oh, try. Oh, that's what you hear. Um, yeah well, yeah from because you're not watching it. <laughs> well you know i gotta i don't i have trouble with uh with reality content and like diving into that it's one of those things where it's like you know those games that are like tower defense games that just become like so addictive or like uh, i think of a game like stardew valley where it's just mm-hmm. like you end up diving like and spending hundreds of hours in it and it's like this is a rabbit hole that i gotta like I got to like quit. It's almost like a drug that's like, I got to stop doing this to like get my life back together. And I feel like with the great, the great British baking show, we jump on these pods and I'd be like, guys, you want to talk bakeries for, for two hours? Because (laughs) I've been watching nothing else. So, but I think Netflix will be fine. I'm sure they'll figure it out and I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll make tons of money still. So Hmm. kudos to them. Just to prove my point, Shrek is number nine on Netflix's top 10. <laughs> hey, man. That, that hot new release, Shrek. <laughs> Shrek. And Cleaner, which is... Animated Academy Award winner. Great. For animated and feature. C- Cleaner, which I think came out like 15 years ago with Samuel L. Jackson. So those are now the top 10 movies. 
Well, speaking of rabbit holes, that was a heck of one. So thank you, Hans, for leading us down that. Heck of a way to start the show. Hair, how are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing good. I, I've been a, I've been a little bit of a, of a cinema goer as of late. I've seen uh, everything everywhere all at once. I've seen um, the 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 Nick Cage movie because I can't I always I can't remember the title ever mm-hmm. um, for it. And uh, the Northman. So I'm out there in them theater streets Ooh. seeing seeing the movies. Um, all highly recommend. Um, probably some of them would need your help because they're not Marvel movies. And I, I want to say the box office curse besides everything, everywhere all at once, that one's been doing really well and hanging on it. It's getting an IMAX release this week. So check it out. Um, cause I plan on doing it again, uh, in IMAX, uh, special, special viewing experience there always. Yeah, I, I definitely want to see that. I did, um, get to sneak out for a, uh, cheeky screening of the Northman, uh, mm. the other night. Ooh. So, and that was, uh, that was really fun. And I highly recommend going to your exactly local cinema what, and yeah. checking that out. Exactly what you wanted from that movie. It's it, the, yeah. you watch the trailer for that and pretty much that's the movie. Um, yep. there's no, there's no surprises and it's got some, some blood heavy on the Viking theme though. So if, uh, if you're, you're not heavy on Viking or heavy on, um, Eggers style to commitment, uh, of a period, uh, it might be a little a little tough. I mean, it's a Viking movie, so <laughs> you know what you're yeah, getting but into. He, <laughs> but he he goes hard. He doesn't like wash over things and like skim. He right. He goes into the language and yeah, the yeah, lore, yeah. and you're really into it, mm-hmm. which I loved. So, but some might not. <clears throat> how how was um the Nicolas Cage movie? Which I like you said I what's it called? I, it depends. I it believe it's the unbearable weight, weight of massive of, talent. M- but yeah. then like they're promoting it as ma- it just as massive talent. So like it's come on yeah. the TV. So how was it? Uh, it was definitely solid. Um, it's a nice little buddy comedy for a while. When it gets away from the buddy comedy, I think it, I think it hurts a little bit. But I think Nick Cage and Pedro. Uh, when they're on screen together or doing things together is a, is a rip roaring good time, but it's a, it's a really unique movie. Um, I would say if you're not a movie lover, you might not want to see it, but um, I, I did to this, see you probably are. I, I saw a clip where it was a Paddington two reference and I yeah, thought that was the enjoyable. God, the God movie, God tier movie of Paddington two. Let's all yeah. be say it's praises. Uh, listen, if you, if you haven't seen Paddington, Paddington two, what are you doing with yourself? Let that light flow through you. Come join. It's not a cult. We love it. Paddington two forever and always. Uh, not so much Paddington related, but Nick Cage related. I I've recently, <laughs> I've recently been thinking about going back and rewatching, uh, bringing out the dead. I remember that being a really wild movie and I haven't seen it since mm. it hit home video. That was the last time I watched it. So I think I want to revisit that sometime soon. Fired up, baby. Mm-hmm. Nick Cage is the man. He really is. He is. Uh, all right. So we are here tonight to talk about superhero movies, but not just any superhero movies. No, our sir. fave five superhero movies, but not just any of our fave five superhero movies. We're talking non-MCU, non-DCEU superhero movies uh so any of the marvel cinematic universe starting with iron man all the way up until uh geez i guess spider-man uh no way home everything in between excluded 
everything in the DCEU, which I guess would be Man of Steel up to what the Suicide Squad was that like the last DCEU movie? Yeah, probably. Uh, sure. I mean, there's yes. Peacemaker show. So well, yeah. yeah, but we're talking movies. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, well, so fine. yeah, anything in between those two, excluded. All out. All out the window. Uh, so yeah, but we're gonna take a look at some of the other projects. Um, uh, from outside of those studios or maybe within those studios but not related to those two franchises so with that said uh let's dig in we'll start with our honorable mentions uh harry you want to kick it off oh of course i would love to kick it off with honorable mentions um jumping first with one of my honorable mentions uh 2016's uh deadpool directed by tim miller obviously starring Ryan Reynolds. You know, we, we, we kind of were trashing Ryan Reynolds on our last pod. And for me, um, I had to jump back and like, remember like what it was like when Deadpool was originally coming out. We were, it was a game changer as far as like what expectations were. Um, and it was hilarious, uh, brutal, violent, um, a rip roaring good time as they say back in the day. Um, and, uh, this movie just uh, really stood out to me. Um, I think it was recently also on uh, the box office movie game um, that we play on our app, um, which kind of sparked the interest back in for me. Probably haven't seen it in a little while. It, it is a movie that if you're not watching it uh, uncut and unfiltered, uh, I can see why it might struggle for you. Um, but yeah, Deadpool, um, what a time to be alive. Um, that one was uh, a lot of fun. Um, next one on my list is, uh, X-Men days of future past 2014 really got into the, um, days of future past and first class when that was uh, coming out super pumped. Um, you know, uh, directed by, uh, Brian Singer. I think the, the less said there, the better. Um, but, uh, you know, this one, you know, this one's the, involves, you know, them with the original X-Men cast and kind of time travel, the first multiverse, if you will, um, you know, it, it's glad to see that Marvel's looking at inspirations back from other movies and just stealing it. It's unbelievable. Um, as the eye rolls uh go through here on the pod, um, I, I uh, I'm being a little facetious there, um, for that. And then, uh, my last honorable mention, uh, I cheated here, uh, I'll admit, um, because I can do what I want, and this is our pod, and <laughs> uh, no one's gonna, no one's gonna fault me. Um, I put uh, The Watchmen, uh, the movie from 2009, uh, directed by Zack Snyder, and The Watchmen TV series from 2019 uh, from Damon Lindelof. Um, yeah, uh, I'll speak more about Watchmen, the TV series, because uh, I know uh, we have Watchmen uh, 2009. Uh, absolutely phenomenal series. Uh, it's one of the best things on television. Um, I, you know, there's always a debate. Do you want more? I think I'm OK if they don't ever do more. Um, it's a perfect series. It really adds to the the movie and to the lore with the with the uh, graphic novel. Um, one of the few graphic novels I've actually read. So what up, nerd power? Um, so, yeah, this. Uh, yeah. Highly recommend, uh, you know, watching the Watchmen TV series and uh, the movie is pretty good, too, from 2009. Uh, but I'll let someone else touch on that uh, a little later. So those are my honorable mentions. Thank you so much. I know they're perfect. I know they're wonderful. Thank you. Hmm uh hands any <laughs> any thoughts on harry's honorable mentions um I, I me and harry were like obsessed with the the watchman tv show so good very good choice i'll, I'll let that slide thank you um thank deadpool you. i the, the one thing i i love to say about Deadpool is the fact of how like i, I deadpool like kind of revolutionized i like internet 
I, I don't even want to like internet like kind of um, contributions because the, you know, the leak came out, the, the leak came out of like the, <laughs> the test footage and that got thrown around to the internet until Deadpool got made. So that was the very first uh, release to Snyderverse uh, instance, I think <laughs> where uh, it, we at least got a good thing out of that and um, mm-hmm. not another disaster. Um, Days of Future Past, great movie. Uh, if you want to call it the first multiverse-ish type, um, you know, the whole X-Men franchise is is a bit of a mess now. Um, yeah. but I, I do this agree. Help, that, I will say afterwards. I that's a, that's a weird, a weird series. Um yeah, but uh, I mean good choices. Um, and you know, Watchmen movie we'll talk about a little later on mm-hmm. someone's list. Uh, so for me, Deadpool, uh, just missed out on my list by a hair. It's, it's so good. And yeah, very inventive, very refreshing, a unique take on the superhero genre. Hard R gotta love it. Like the humor was great. Um, you know what? I don't mind Ryan Reynolds playing this character. I just don't need to see him playing this character over and over and over ad nauseum in other non Deadpool related projects. Um, but that said, yeah, this Deadpool is just a fantastic movie. Um, Watchmen and the Watchmen TV series. I'll I'll get to the Watchmen movie uh, when we discuss that later. The TV series I didn't watch. Heard rave, I know. Heard rave reviews Boo. about it from everybody, not just you guys. I I have not heard a sore word about it. But I just I have no interest in expanding that world. Like. I'm perfectly fine and content with the story that was told within the movie, which was pretty faithful to the source material. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't need to go beyond that. It, it just, it doesn't interest me. And that's, that's part of the reason, you know, that I stayed away from the Lord of the Rings, uh, Mordor games for a while, because it just mm. had no interest. Like I got, I don't need to see the story expanded. I don't know. Um, Maybe one day I'll visit it, but no thoughts on it now because I haven't I, watched it. I will say that the Watchmen ser- the 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 series mm-hmm. isn't it's a direct tie a sequel to the the graphic novel, which I mean is closely adapted in the movie, mm-hmm. but it, it follows the story of the gra- the graphic novel, not the movie. Yeah. Okay. So if that, yeah. So will, um, yeah. God. I will also uh, take uh, the new uh, Lord of the Rings show off of our calendar. Um, and uh, we will not be. <laughs> no, you can that. leave that on. <laughs> Greg, yeah. Greg will not be watching. Don't touch <laughs> yeah. my content. What uh, a mess. And then X-Men Days of the Future Pass. So this is an interesting one for me because I really liked it when it came out and I've kind of soured on it um, over the years. It just mm. it doesn't represent the original story well enough for me. Like I, I like all of the cast in it and. You know, the introduction we get to Quicksilver, awesome, stands out. It was cool seeing the two casts merge, but it just doesn't do the original story justice, number one. Number two, uh, Brian Singer, I mean, Hollywood scumbag, this dude, uh, you know, every year it seems like new uh, stories and uh, allegations and stuff come out about his uh, atrocious behavior. And even the cast, while he was filming X-Men movies in the past, I don't know about this one in particular. I know they mentioned it for one and two uh, X-Men had problems with the cast. Uh, And it's just, uh, I don't know, that kind of sours me on the Singerverse uh, X-Men movies as well. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's my thoughts on Days of the Future Past. So pretty solid list, though. 
Uh, Hans, what do you have for honorable mentions? All right. So the first one I have is uh, 1996's The Phantom with Billy Zane. Um, one of the reasons I put this on there, this is not like a great movie, but this is I only. <laughs> OK, yeah, I'm glad you one, recognize that. <laughs> yeah, no, but this has like this is more like I think in terms of like in terms of superhero movies, this is the first one. I was 11 when this came out. This is the first one that I actually remember seeing and getting me like interested in superheroes. Um, oh, I, nice. I still remember this and i still remember this movie coming out like when it was on hbo and like hbo did this thing where like they would show a movie or like before the movie came out they would do like a half hour like behind the making of it Mm -hmm. and and i just still remember seeing the just the trailers just for that and watching that over and over and i and i and yeah this is not a this is not going to be like an an, like an a tier where i put in my top five but for sentimental value uh i I put it in there um it's a silly movie i think it, it it doesn't I, I feel like it's not as bad as people make it out to be, but in terms of superhero movies, it's good. I, I enjoy it, it. And you know, it has that sentimental value behind it. Is it, is it based off the newspaper comic strips, the Phantom? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, he, nice. The Phantom, the Phantom was a pulp hero. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Cool. Love it. Yeah. So it's great. I just still remember that when he's riding a horse through New York city, like, you know, most, most action movies take place. So. Eat your heart out, John wick. Yeah, and and last action hero. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next, I have Blade, nineteen ninety eight. Um, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Um, you know, this was another one that came around. Like I, I, you know, the late nineties is when I think the superhero world start to like kind of explode. So I got to see Blade. I think I snuck into the theater to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the only one of only two Stephen Dorff movies I can name off the top of my head. So there's that. <laughs> um. Then I have V for Vendetta in 2005. I was really like, I, I don't know if I consider this a superhero movie. I mean, it was based off of a graphic novel, but I mean, he basically does have superpowers. Uh, and, and, and so we can make the argument there. Um, I've seen it on list. I, I agree with you. Yes, really? Thank it's you. been on superhero list. Yeah, you can you wrong? can argue it. You can argue it. I mean, I, I, in all honesty, sure. you could probably argue a couple other movies that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. on here that aren't necessarily like. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other I have is uh, Into the Spider-Verse is uh, 2018. Um, yeah, I think we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, now, I'll just leave it in my honorable mention. Um, we've talked about it in the past before. Great movie. Uh, I think it's out of next to No Way Home. I've rewatched No Way Home. And uh, I, I could say I probably was overhyped the last time I saw it. I think it's back and forth between Into the Spider-Verse and this as my favorite Spider-Man movie. Um, but I I watched this recently on TV and it just makes me more excited for like Across the Spider-Verse. Um, it, it's such a just such a great, a great movie. And, you know, more Miles Morales. You know, we're not going to get El Muerto. We get, got him, oh not God. Miles Morales. You know what? I'm glad you brought up El Muerto. Let's let's take a dive into that and sidetrack for he's, a minute here. We're going off he's, the rails, folks. He's been said more in the past 10 seconds than he's actually been included in a superhero or a Spider-Man comic. One hundo. Uh, Sony. What the heck, guys? What are you doing? Somebody over at Sony is getting paid to dive into Spider-Man comics, pick obscure characters that don't deserve their own movie. And then say, hey, let's green light that and lose lots of money for the studio and devalue the franchise. I don't know why this guy or this person is over there. Don't know who promoted him or her. 
Don't know why they're in charge. Don't know. But somebody is out there sabotaging Spider-Man franchise. Uh, I mean, look, Craven movie. Uh, okay, I could kind of see Morbius. Maybe you're stretching. We see how well Morbius turned out, by the way, folks. But now more mobs get- stand up. Yeah, we're getting El Muerto. Come on. The guy has had two two appearances in issues. He has not been in anything else. He's a recent character, meaning, you know, within the last decade or two. I just I like we're not getting Miles Morales like you mentioned hands. We're not getting Spider-Man 2099, which by the way, there's your Latino lead because Miguel O'Hara is Latino. We're getting El Muerto. Come on, man. Like how how could they possibly think? How could they possibly think this is a great business decision? I hope. I really, really hope why this came across was because someone on Twitter, like a toxic fan, was just messing with Sony and said, we really need an El Muerto movie. And Sony just sat there like, hmm, maybe we do. And they just bought into just like trolling. That's what I hope happened. But no, they probably like sat around like this. This is gonna be great, and let's get Bad Bunny because he's you know he's eight here. It is okay. So the Bad Bunny thing, I'm not totally against. I like him as a performer, as a person. He seems like a legit as a nice dude. As a as wrestler, I don't know who. I do he, not know who he is. Oh, oh okay. you gotta you gotta get your music taste. Yeah, up, my guy. as a, as a wrestler, he popped off in his WrestleMania moment. So happy for him there. Uh, yeah, I, like I have nothing against him in casting it, but it, it's this character. It like it is astonishing to me that they could take a character. I'm a hardcore Spider-Man fan and I had to look up who this cat was. It just like it. <laughs> I, I don't know how they could fathom th- that this translates into dollars, that this makes the most sense to maximize profit because you've got characters again miles again miguel that could bring in money that are recognizable that won't interfere with your main whatever you've got going on with the mcu and they forego all that for el friggin muerto Uh, harry do you have any thoughts on this sony pictures cinematic universe of marvel characters in a limited run that are diving deep into whatever obscurity i think that's the official name for this (laughs) (laughs) oh man um you know as somebody on the outside um it's not my money let them do whatever they want with it um world will probably end before this maybe sees the light of day we'll see uh you never know out there um but yeah no i'm uh i'm I'm for it let's do it let's go um make them part of the sinister six or whatever or on spider-man's team i don't know um you know, Bad Bunny is a huge, um, you know, Latin American star, I will say. So mm-hmm. I think the plan is, is to drive in money that way. Um, you know, that was probably, you know, I think the the positives to take out of it, as you kind of mentioned, Greg. But, uh, you know, will I probably see it? And they'll probably try to tie it in as you as you lengthily put it, Greg, um, with whatever universe they're calling this. Yeah, sure. But uh yeah, I mean, I'll I'll play devil's advocate here. Let, let's go, let's go, El, El Muerto. Let's 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 go. I'm all stop. For it. Look, no no ill will to uh, Mr. Bunny, but the only thing, the only positive I could see coming out of this, the only positive is if this tanks, just as Morbius did, just as Craven will, 
and they say, you know what? We cannot do without this uh, partnership with the MCU. Let's just keep pumping them out with uh, Marvel Studios cooperation because those movies are great. Everything outside of that. Um, I'm I'm projecting like a $15 million opening for this movie tops. Yeah. What do you think the budget will be? Like 60 pre, uh, 100. pre-marketing? 100. <laughs> they're going to put Tom yeah. Holland in it for 30 seconds, and they're going to have to pay him like $70 million. Maybe they'll have two random vulture appearances <laughs> or something. I'm putting together CGI a CGI him. Yeah. Let's go, Sony. You can do it. <laughs> when is it? When is Is this scheduled to come out next year? Like, I don't even know. Oh, like, God. I don't year, even know. This thing's going to be edited and put together in like, in like two weeks. So I can't wait to see how it turns out. I, and guys, look, just so you're aware, this is not the first. These are not the first and just simply the latest in a long line of Sony missteps. At one point, they were thinking of making an Aunt May. Yes, that Aunt May, an Aunt May solo movie. No, thanks. Uh, they were going to do a Silver Sable movie. Silver Sable, uh, a character who not well known and not deserving of her own movie. I mean, it just... It doesn't make sense. I get it. You want to wring blood out of a stone and try and milk this cow for all it's worth. And hey, we've got the rights to the whole Spidey series and everything. It just, man, focus on your core. Don't get away wow. from this. There's plenty you can do. Yeah. We're going to give Greg Spider-Man another two three. hours, everybody. Go ahead. Yeah. And this has been <laughs> Boomer Soapbox. <laughs> 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 um, all right, uh, Harry. Any thoughts on Hans? Uh, Hans's honorable mentions. Yeah, uh, we. I mean, we talked about it in the Spider Verse uh, for our animated pod. Um, you know, said a lot there for it. It's a, it's a perfect uh, movie. Um, I uh, have no qualms about it. The only problem is, is that they they did move into the Spider Verse uh, across the Spider Verse. Uh, mm-hmm. They moved the date for that like six months. So, mm-hmm. um, real shame there. Uh, v for Vendetta, I remember seeing it like a midnight show, 2005, super pumped, super stoked for it. And then it was like two and a half hours. And I was just like, I don't know. This is what I signed up for. Um, it has a lot of good moments. Haven't revisited it in a while. Be interested to see how well it holds up, um, but was was super pumped for it. Uh, Blade. Uh, one of the things missing in my superhero knowledge is Blade. Uh, didn't see any of the Blades. Missed Blade. Um, hear good things about Blade. Uh, haven't seen Blade. <laughs> Wow. Um, so there and uh the phantom uh you know never saw it but sounds dope uh enjoyed the comic strip reading it in the newspaper uh when the dad would pass the comics over and you read it and you're like is this a continuous story and you're he's like yeah and you're like okay um i guess i'll get him on the next one and then you forget for three weeks and then you read the comics again and you're like i don't know where i'm at in the story so um the phantom everybody shout it out from the streets Good Lord. It has uh, been what about decades you? since I read like Sunday morning cartoons. That's what I'm talking about when I was like eight or something, you know, know. Or, like 10. Well, again, um, decades ago. Yeah. No, <laughs> don't remind me. Uh, the Phantom. Interesting choice to have on here. I get it if you're sentimental for it, but that's the only way that's making it on any <laughs> any list whatsoever. Uh, that's crazy. So but hey, power to you. Uh, Blade really enjoyed this pick. I think we'll be talking about it later on more in depth. Uh, v for Vendetta. I don't. I mean, I guess you could consider it a superhero movie. I would lighter, consider Collider it. has it on their top fifty superhero movies. Sure. Okay. If hey, everybody listen to Collider. 
Um, yeah, dude. That, uh, now, <laughs> now it's coming off my list. The fact that they just referenced it. But you know, going going with <laughs> the flow, I will say it is a it's a good choice. It's been a few years since I've watched it too. Um, uh, it holds up. Okay, yeah. I watched I, it like I watched it last month. It holds up. I remember still enjoying it when I rewatched it as well. I will say, uh, given my druthers, I uh, I'd prefer the graphic novel to the movie, but the movie is very very good. And into the Spider Verse, uh, I concur with everything said. So. All right, uh, we are going to move on to my honorable mentions and kicking it off will be 2018's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> uh, we had this, uh, you know, I, I mentioned it as one of my um, uh, fave five for animated movies. Uh, you know, we, we went in depth on it there. So check out that convo, check out that episode. But just a fantastic, fantastic movie. One of the best representations of Spider-Man. Uh, 1993's Batman Mask of the Phantasm also on my uh, Fave 5 animated list uh, another great movie and maybe maybe well I don't know we'll talk more Batman later but uh, this is definitely one of the quintessential representations of Batman on the silver screen IMO uh, then we've got 2017's Logan uh, fantastic movie I think out of the entire X franchise uh, that we've had so far, probably my favorite entry out of all of it. Uh, just really, um, really grounded and just I love the vibe of it. It's got, you know, kind of a neo noir slash Western future feel and, you know, one last ride. It's just, it's, it's awesome. Uh, my Hero Academia, Heroes Rising 2019. Uh, so another animated pick here and for those unaware uh, or not they don't know what my hero academia is it's an anime uh basically similar to x-men it's about superheroes that are going to high school but the 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 twist here the thing that makes the story unique is most of the world most of the the population of the world has powers they call them quirks and uh this is about a group of heroes that are attending a uh, a school to learn to use their powers similar to the x-men but again in my opinion way better than the x-men and uh, this particular movie is the second movie in the franchise and uh, really really like the story there's some lighthearted moments there's fantastic action uh, the heroes are all very unique so check it out if you've not seen anything my hero academia and check out the series too it's a fantastic series and lastly is 1994's the crow um, man talk about a movie that is just vibe central like i i just rewatched this to kind of refresh and it's so soulful but gritty oh man it is it's a fantastic movie like it, some of the stuff in it has aged uh i will say that but i like you just get all kinds of emotions watching this movie and um it's really a shame that uh you know, we had um, the, the untimely loss of Brandon Lee because, uh, you know, I, I I think maybe sometimes people think that he gets conflated or I guess his acting gets over exaggerated. But watching this movie, he was very, very charismatic. And I feel like he could have had an outstanding career were he to uh, not have met his demise. So it's a shame. But uh, the movie is fantastic and definitely something different for the superhero genre something that was needed um boys 
what are your thoughts on my uh, honorable mentions? Yeah, so I, uh, you know, of course, I agree with the end of the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. I we we talked about it before. Great choice. Um, you know, it, it's one of the the better Batman iterations that I've seen. Um, and I love Batman. So uh, yeah, Logan, we're gonna talk about in a little bit. Uh, I, I do enjoy it as it's a little bit of a hint that it will come up again. And My Hero Academia, I I've never seen any of like any of this content or you know like kind of where it's come from i've always heard good things and i think it's one of the things i've always kept like really far in the back of my mind to to, to visit um and now it's it is on anime, hulu right? by the yeah. way is it okay yeah and, and i enjoy ha- and i enjoy anime projects so it's mm-hmm. like i feel like i would love to jump into this uh, i don't know if it's if i'm too far out like i know there's a there's a lot of content for for this that's yeah, out there I, I think it's up to its fifth season um each season being like maybe yeah. 15 or 20 episodes okay so. yeah so maybe if i like kind of do it in small pieces um right. and then the crow yeah i mean it's so good that they're remaking it for the past 15 years um you know i, I think it's a i think it's a cursed movie to be honest um you know with the whole brandon lee incident but i mm-hmm. have not watched this movie in maybe 20 years probably since i was in college and i haven't i haven't like kind of went back to watch it since i think it's on netflix um maybe i think i saw it on there so all that hate netflix i gave you if i go to back and rewatch it just i apologize just keep it on there for 90s (laughs) keep it on there for a little longer so i can revisit it um but yeah a good good choice i i from what i've seen you know i would you know like you said some things probably don't hold up to this day but you know, I'll, I'll definitely want to go back and revisit it. They made a sequel too, right? Did they make more than They've one? made like four sequels, bro. Oh, okay. There, there was City of Angels. There was Salvation. Oh, that's right. okay. There was uh, another one with Edward Furlong. And then there was another one after that. So. All right. Yeah. Well, now we get one with, with uh, Skarsgård. One of the Skarsgårds that's coming out. Yeah. I just look, it, you know, not to dive off onto another whole tangent, but uh, I, I'm not opposed to a remake of this. I think it could be done. But they've got to get the right director, someone that um, give it gives it a uh, as beautiful and an aesthetic as uh, Alex Proyas did for this one. And they've got to get the right person casted in that lead role. I think they've had in the past like Jason Momoa and like Bradley Cooper. And it's like that. Yeah. It's not that character like it. it just, and there are different iterations of the crow. But if you're doing the Eric Draven story, um, you need somebody along the lines of Brandon Lee, not saying it has sure. to be an exact, but I don't know. Justin Lin's available. So let's hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Harry, your thoughts on my honorables. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought you were just going to repeat your whole uh, t- fave five animated for this uh, <laughs> when you were starting, but uh, yeah, I mean, spider verse phantasm, definitely great choices. Logan, I um I enjoy Logan, but I'm not as high on it as everyone else is. But um, it's still a very solid solid choice. Um, and yeah, so that's all I really have to say about Logan. Check out the uh, the black and white cut or the the gray cut if they had it or whatever. I guess that's uh that's cool. Um, and then uh My Hero Academia and The Crow, I've never seen, so I'll trust your your judgment on it. Um, mm. yeah, The Crow and Blade. I don't know what I was doing in the early '90s, but uh, you know, must have missed out on all that dark, uh, humor and uh, I guess vibeness. Got of, some good uh, fodder for uh, Never Have I Ever Seen. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> start, start, start with Blade Trinity and you know just work your way backwards. Oh, I don't think that's the way you're supposed to go, but yeah, not for this one. You can. Yeah, right. <laughs> also, Ryan also maybe maybe Matt Reeves for uh, the remake of the Crow. I think uh, Hands would be on board with that. So I would, uh, but he's a little busy nice making Batman too. Yeah, there you go. Isn't it funny how spoiler alert the Batman didn't make it on anybody's list? Ooh. We, first of all, <laughs> we have a lot of Batman going on in this. In this, we do, but I, not the Batman. No, just Hanratty's favorite superhero <laughs> movie of all time. I guess. Is yeah, what he said or top three or uh, Since you guys are only listening and you can't see the video, steam is coming out of his ears. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. We're and whatever. Once this, we're done, this could I, become I can, part can, of the DCEU. Who knows? There's knows? a reason I did not put in. it on there. There's okay. a reason I did not put it on there. I'm so not going to tell you right now. Let's we'll wait yeah, till we're yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I got to think of it. I got to think of it. Uh, let's get to the lists proper. <clears throat> Harry, what is your first pick? Yeah. So, so my first pick, uh, you know, sticking kind of with uh, the X Men theme that I was mentioning earlier, um, uh, is uh, for X Men first class for me. Um, this was kind of, you know, they had gone the route of doing the, you know, X Men movie and then X Two and x3 and you know it kind of fall into a little lull and trying to have wolverine carry it and then they decided to go back in time with this one um and go to the 60s and make them young um and i was just i don't know uh, this one i liked a lot more than days of future past even though i think days of future past gets like better i guess fair as far as how people think about it mm-hmm. um but you know james mcavoy michael fassbender was really good uh in it as well kevin bacon surprisingly was a solid villain uh, in this, you know, Jennifer Lawrence was was also part of the movie. Um, this one was actually directed by Matthew Vaughn, um, who uh, had some uh, some solid hits as well. Uh, you know, known for the Kingsman uh, trilogy, I guess, or whatever he's doing in that universe now. Um, and he also uh, did another movie we'll talk about later, Kick-Ass. Um, but yeah, really, really enjoyed First Class, um, you know, so it made it on to my fave five um superhero films i just think it's a you know fun fun little movie i always think about fassbender you know holding up the rockets on the beach um is a cool uh scene there so uh really like this one i know you guys don't seem high on uh the x-men movies but for some reason for me i was i was really into them Mm. you want to take it hans you're on mute buddy i'm just gonna say when you put uh jennifer lawrence when you said she's part of this movie too um that's how i review (laughs) <laughs> That's how I felt with her in this movie. Um, nothing against first class. Uh, I do. I think it's an, it is an incredible pick and the casting of it. Like are, are it's great. Um, I, and I, the scene that I always go to is, is the one there's two scenes in this movie, which I absolutely love is when you first are introduced to Fastbender's Magneto and he's like hunting down old Nazis and he goes to the mm-hmm. bar. I still think that is one of the best scenes in like superhero movie, like in history, like you could put that in top 10. I love, I absolutely love that scene and the scene on the beach with the missiles. Um, I, I think it's, I, I think after I rewatched it, maybe like five, six years after it came out, I, I wasn't too high on it. I still liked it, but I think like at this point they were already like so many X-Men sequels into it. And I was kind of like, like phased out at this point by X-Men movies. Right. And I'm just like, I think I remember leaving the theater at the time. I, I think I was with Tim and I was like walking out like, oh man, like this movie was phenomenal. Like this is really good. And then like this, the the way the direction of the, the X-Men series went, I kind of, 
I don't know. Like I, I, if, if first class was a standalone, I, I would love it, but I just feel like after we got to like Went dark to Phoenix, well too often. it got to like yeah. dark Phoenix or whatever came after that. I was like, kind of just like, I, this series is just, it's falling apart. Like I, I hope Marvel fixes this. Um, but uh, go going on your point, like Fastbender is a great Magneto. Um, James McAvoy is a great young Xavier. Um, you know, it's funny that once we get the days of future past, there's like 10 years difference between that and X-Men one, and they all age significantly yeah. in 10 years. Um, but that's, you know, that's a little continuity error, but yeah, I, I do like it. Kevin Bacon. Uh, I don't, I, I can't think of one movie. I like Kevin Bacon in except this. So that's, that's always a plus. Um, and a good young cast. I mean, Zoe Kravitz is in this. So I forgot when I, when you put it on here, I looked at some of the cast on here. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's you in know, as well. They carry carry pretty well, um, but yeah, good choice. Also, not a, not a Tremors fan. Unbelievable. I don't think I've ever seen Tremors. Mm, that's a good one. Kevin I Bacon kills it. Kevin Bacon <sighs> kills it in Tremors. Okay, I believe you. Um, my thoughts on First Class not my favorite. It, it does have some good stuff going for it. I will say, like out of <clears throat> with the First Class uh, version of the timeline or whatever, the one thing it has going for it more than anything else is the casting like they do not have a lack of depth in the talent pool like they just have fantastic casting um but that said uh i wasn't too keen on um kevin bacon and january jones as uh, emma frost um i just Mm. they don't represent emma frost and sebastian shaw for me uh and the Hellfire sure. Club is a really cool concept, but they did, I don't know, they didn't really do it justice in, in this movie. Um, again, cool scenes. Uh, the scene Hans mentioned with uh, Mags in the bar hunting Nazi uh, or hunting the old Nazi, uh, I thought is tremendous. Uh, and yeah, the missile scene at the end, like you guys had mentioned, great. Um, seeing what leads to Xavier getting paralyzed, cool. Uh, <laughs> which feels weird to say, but uh, oh. but yeah, but I don't know. There's just there's something just feels off about this that doesn't let me enjoy it fully. I I don't know. Mm. Uh, and there's also the fact that they have uh the character Darwin in here, um, who is from X Men Deadly Genesis, uh, a limited series. His mutant power is literally that he cannot be killed because he adapts to anything. So what do they do in this? They kill him off. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't know. So yeah, it's it's definitely, I wouldn't say skip it um, by any means, uh, but I don't, this wouldn't place in, I don't even think it would place in my top five for the X-Men franchise. So I don't know. But if you enjoy it, power to you. <clears throat> Fine. We're not here for Greg's takes anyway. It's all right. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on, Hans. What's the first on your list? So I have 1991's The Rocketeer. Um, this was probably, I, I would say, before the Phantom. This was, I this kid was six when I came out. I remember watching, like, this is another one. Like, I, I think at the time I didn't really consider it a superhero movie. Um, directed by Joe Johnston, who went on to do the amazing first Avenger, Captain America, first Avenger, and some other classic Disney movies like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Also did um, SFX on uh, The Empire Strikes Back. I did not know that. He did, yeah. Um, nice. Interesting. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so The Rocketeer, it's, it, like I said, it came out in 1991, so it's kind of an older movie. 
um, stars a uh, a guy Cliff who finds a jetpack who is basically it's uh, like kind of like a, a the like the Nazis are looking for it so it's a, a try like a prototype for a rocket pack that um, that Howard Hughes is building Nazis are trying to steal it to build an army you know tales all this time and uh, so they're trying to make a, like a flying army. Um, this is the first movie that Jennifer Connelly's in it um, that I, I've noticed her in, and she, I've been in love with her since um, for a very long time. She's nice. absolutely stunning. Um, yeah, this is this is not this is kind of like the first like I, like Iron Man before Iron Man existed, like in live action. Um, I, I feel like one of you guys have not seen it, or both of you have not seen it. Hera, uh, have you seen it? I've seen the Rocket uh, Rocketeer. Greg, have you? I have not. Okay, I knew we talked about it before. Yeah. Um, has a really good supporting cast to it. Um, Billy Campbell, who played the lead, uh, hasn't really done much in his career, unfortunately. Except he did do a voice in the Rocketeer animated series on Disney Plus. I guess and, you could uh, say he wasn't propelled to fame. Hey, <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, no, this has a like, launch. For a Disney movie in like 1991, it has a lot of like really good action in it. I, it, it is kind of dark. Like I feel like in Disney movies now, like I'm, I don't, I don't want to take this as dark as I can, but like where like they'll just punch someone and that's like it's considered like violence. Like I think there's like people dying in this, like violently dying. And um, you know, Disney in the 90s was just like all for that. So and I think it's rated PG. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a really great movie, Greg. I, I really it's on Disney Plus. I really recommend it. It's not, it's like an hour and a half. So you can knock that out. Um, yeah. Harry, what are your thoughts? So, oh, God. God. Oh, well, I was just going to keep it brief since I haven't seen it, but uh, I did not know it was on Disney plus, but uh, maybe I'll put that in the bucket to check out one day. Um, it's just, it, it's something I haven't felt compelled to go out of my way to watch, but, uh, but it's definitely out there in the ether. Like I'm aware of it. And I, I do want to see it at some point. I would definitely recommend it. Um, and Timothy Dalton's in it. He's the villain. You know, oh, nice. Anytime Timothy Dalton's in something, he like kind of brings it up. He's in Hot Fuzz, which uh, he's a villain mm-hmm. in that as well. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> Her? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if I've seen The Rocketeer like since like 96 or 94. I know it came out in 91, but I don't think I've seen it since the first time I saw it. I remember loving it as a kid. I think it's. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Greg watched it now and said it's fine um, just because I think it has a little bit of nostalgia to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you said uh, pretty much all the positives about it. the CGI, I think does, I, does not right. really hold so up I've watched, at all. I've watched but, this probably um, three times since it came on Disney plus. Like I like it. Or like I had it on in the background, but like the first time right. I haven't watched it in a while. And that's a um, choice, by the way, that doesn't come up in your shuffle. That's, uh, that's a choice <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I will say the CGI is not, it, it's definitely early 90s CGI. It's not, it's yeah, not it's great. rough. It's rough out there, um, but you know, but stick for the plot. It does. It does have heart and it has that classic Disney, you know, um, vibe, you know, with it. So it, it's got a little bit of heart to it. So Jennifer yeah. Connelly, uh, Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. I mean, you know, there you go. Crystal it on that, I guess. That's all. Yeah. Um, I, I could have put Jennifer Connelly in this. I could have made an argument to put her in home was in since she was, she was in it for like a second. Oh, there you go. Cool. Well, good choice. Uh, I do look forward to checking it out someday. Uh, Next up, my list. Uh, My first choice is going to be one that I've had on a different list, which was way back in our 
fave five action movies. Yeah. Uh, And that is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990, directed by Steve Barron. Uh, The live action adaptation of the uh, famous uh, kids cartoon and, and comic series. And boy, I just love this movie so much. Oh, man, it's got practical suits and effects, and it just looks so good. The animatronics and the suits are tremendous. Like, they they still hold up now, and we're talking 32 years later. And that's because Jim Henson Studios worked on it, and they they created it. And uh, they are wizards, and their stuff is pure magic. So, you know, there's there's a... Um, no reason to doubt that it, it should last, but it is kind of crazy. But the movie itself, I mean, I just absolutely love it. Um, good, really good action, uh, heartfelt story. Uh, you know, it's got very relatable characters. These guys are teenagers. They just want to have fun and be out and open in the world. But there's a society out there that probably wouldn't accept uh, six foot talking mutated turtles. So <laughs> they kind of have to deal with that. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and save their master uh, from the clutches of evil along the way. Uh, just absolutely love this. One of my favorite movie going experiences as well. Um, I believe uh, I was, well, yeah, I was like six at the time when this movie came out, my mom pulled me out of school we went to see it during Love the it. day, weekday day, and I got a, a Leonardo plush turtle that they were selling at the theater. So wow. just fantastic experience. For, what a dream. Yes. Young Greg. Uh, really, really enjoyable. And maybe that has some impact on why this is on my list. But hey, it made two lists. It is a great movie. Love revisiting this. I probably watch it once every year, year and a half. What are you guys thoughts on the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Um, I just looked up the cast list and uh, Sam Rockwell's in this movie. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, he, I, I, I'm pretty sure know. this was his first movie. Nice. Um, yeah, good choice. Uh, you know, I the Turtles, how they were. I, I learned this in high school of how like the Ninja Turtles were created. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. It's just like basically like, a stoner dropout, college dropout who said to his roommate, like, I have an idea. It's I'm going to make like mutant turtles and they know karate and they eat pizza all the time. And his roommate's like, okay, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Go, go, ahead. go, go that, that, that's the dumbest idea. You're going to drop. I don't want to be a part that. of that. You're going to drop out of school for that. And now like this guy like is worth millions. So um, I, I, that, that story always stuck with me since high school. I'm like, well, maybe I should do that. <laughs> um, no, the, the, I mean, Corey Feldman's in this. He does the voice in it, which for mm-hmm. some reason that always sticks out. I don't know why. If like it's always like his voice is all like whenever I think it's him, like uh, the the turtles, it's always like him. I, I just hear his voice all the time. Um, action's great in it. Um, I prefer the second one, Secret of the Ooze, a little more than this one. Where my ooze um, heads at, baby? Let's go. A, a little more, but not not taking away from this because like I I don't think I've ever met someone who hasn't seen this movie mm-hmm. um, at some point in their life, and. Uh, you know, it, it kind of just revolutionized what was already out there. I mean, it brought now that the cartoon exists before this. I forget it, it did. Yep. Or was it? OK, so I mean, this was kind of one of the first instances of bringing like animated live action like comics to life um, for well, the, I mean, Masters of the Universe was prior to yeah. this by three years, but that wasn't a great ap- adaptation. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, all right. Let me say positively <laughs> reviewed yes. uh, adaptation. Um, you know, we got two sequels, which, uh, you know, the third one 
we can forget about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it just like I think it brought new light to the turtles. So I mean, I, I think that's good. Um, we got, you know, like you said, all the action and it's great. Um, I'll still always prefer the second one. Um, I didn't see it in theaters. I wish I kind of did. I think I saw this a little later in life, like kind of like my late teens. But yeah, hair. Ninja, ninja, rap, ninja, ninja, rap. Go ninjas, go ninjas, go. Oh man, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm a I'm a news head as uh, as Chris has stated and I've stated before. Um, but yeah, this one, this one, uh, the the original 1991 slaps. Um, you know, like you said, great great design. Um, you know, I'm I'm happy it meant so much to you. It's always good to share stories of of first movie loves. Um, and I'm happy that was for you, Greg. Um, you know, as Greg mentioned, it's on two separate lists. It's on it's on HBO Max. So check it out if you have that. Uh, you could drop another subscription service and sign up to HBO Max. That would be my recommendation <laughs> mm-hmm. um, to get, to watch uh, all the Ninja Turtles movies. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a fun time. Um, again, I just prefer the use with Vanilla Ice and uh, you know Scarier Shredder, in my opinion, but uh, terrifying. Scarier Shredder, come on. Listen, now. as a, as an eight year old, six year old, I was terrified of Shredder. So. Yeah, you got that steroided version of him. <laughs> yeah, man, wild out there in the street. Played by Kevin Nash, by the way. Oh, God, yep. love it. See, exactly. Years later, would be it. in Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Magic uh, Mike. Go see it. All right, uh, Harry. What is your next pick, sir? Yeah, so my next pick, uh, going back to 2002, going with the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Um, this one for me, I think, is above Spider-Man 2, in my personal opinion, of just being a favorite that I would want to rewatch. And mainly that's because of Defoe. I mean, I know Melina gets a lot of love, too, and I know with Homecoming, just you know, not Homecoming, sorry. Um, what's no it way called? It? Yeah, No, no way, way Home. home. Sorry. They got they really mix those titles in there for for <laughs> you know people. I guess I'm old officially. Um so but um you know the original Toby Toby Maguire Spider-Man, um Defoe, just a, a huge standout. Randy Macho Man Savage is in this movie as uh as Bonesaw. Uh, I got two for three minutes. <laughs> absolutely delightful. Um, you know, JK Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. You know, obviously it was so impactful. They had to bring him back. Uh, Kirsten Dunst. I mean, I, I know some people's uh, mileage may vary on uh, Mary Jane Watson there, but I enjoyed her, um, you know, uh, in it. And yeah, I just, um, you know, it, ju- it just felt uh, I don't want to call this like my intro into like the the superhero world, because obviously there was the 90s Batman movies, which we really haven't touched on. Um, but this was the first one I remember being like excited about. Um and was a character that I remember recognizing besides Batman. I wasn't a huge Superman guy. I wasn't, it was Batman and Spider-Man for me. So this one, um, yeah, stood out. Um, I don't remember if I saw it in theaters. I, I highly doubt it, but um, just being a 14 year old kid in 2002, you don't really have many options. Uh, didn't have many friends, but that's, that's a tale for another time. Um, so yeah, but uh, yeah, this one, this one I, I prefer over the other one um but uh or sorry the other one when i mean when i say spider-man 2 uh with uh toby mcguire so papa what are your thoughts on on spider-man man this is such a great movie i love it um yeah. this is probably right outside my uh my top 10 as well but um the thing the thing that drags it down for me and it is ever so slight a drag it's not a major drag is that we only get spider-man himself in here like yeah. maybe three times 
the vast majority of the movie is Peter Parker. And look, I love this movie so much. I just kind of wanted a little more Spidey. But um, but yeah, Defoe is great. Uh, man, I love this the Thanksgiving dinner scene. Oh, it's so good. And that that whole lead up to it with Peter hanging on the, uh, the ceiling. And yeah, I just so, so What'd good. Just a bike messenger guy. Yeah? <laughs> right uh so many memes coming out of this with flash thompson and uh jk simmons and of course willem dafoe uh i'm something of a scientist myself (laughs) uh i mean it's just it's such a a great great movie and the thing i love most about this movie is that if you do a side-by-side comparison uh with the original 60s comics like the the og spider-man when it first kicks off sam raimi captures that flavor and that vibe perfectly like there's not gonna be like one-to-one scene comparisons where some of the shots are straight out of the comics like like they do nowadays and that's okay but that vibe oh man it is spot on 100 so loved seeing raimi work his magic here really love this movie didn't quite make it, but fantastic choice. Uh, didn't quite make it for me, but fantastic choice. Hands. There's one reason that I didn't put it on my list. Um, I love this movie, but uh, I was I was working at the movie theater at the time, and as I was cleaning the theaters, um, every time you know this was the biggest movie at the time. Like I, this was a record breaking movie. Uh, Go ahead. I got to hear. The, the song Hero oh, by Chad Kroger. <laughs> that slap, and that song. And they Went see that. Hero, save, save us. us. I, oh, still, I still can hear and that Josie song. Josie Scott. Like, Don't forget Josie Scott. Yeah, I, I will <laughs> never forget him. And there's another song by, um oh my God, uh, Aaron Lewis maybe, mm. uh, called Bother. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it, yeah, you're right. Aaron Lewis. Yeah. Is it Aaron Lewis? No, I think um, it was Stone Sour. Stone Sour. Uh, yeah. It's all the same. And um, I honestly hate that song so much. You guys know my hatred for Nickelback, and that's the only reason that this is not in my top five. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, this is a great movie. Um, I, I, I think 2 is a better Spider-Man movie. Um, like, Greg, you're right. You don't see a lot of Spider-Man in this. And I even think, like, the last fight with um, with Green Goblin, uh, I just – I prefer all the action in the second one. And – I, I don't know whether or not like, you know, this was kind of revolutionized superhero movies and took it to a whole nother level. And this started like what we're still experiencing 20 years later. Um, you know, there's a reason that everyone was freaking out to get Tobey Maguire back. Um, you know, he was a great Spider-Man. I think he was a great Peter Parker. Um, Willem Dafoe is he's nails it in literally everything. Um, uh, and, you know, he went into like evolve into what I, you know, in No Way Home, one of the probably the top five MCU villains, at least for me. Um, yeah, I, it, this is great. I, I take the soundtrack out and this, this is a good pick. I, I just want to add also that for me, uh, Rosemary Harris as Aunt May, that's the closest iteration to Aunt May mm-hmm. that I recognize. Like, don't get me wrong. I like, you know, what, what we've had since then with um, uh, Marissa Tomei and uh, um Oh God, Sally Field. Uh, but yeah, they're still too young for me. Like Aunt May in the comics was decrepit and Rose, you know, not to speak ill of Rosemary Harris, but she she was up there in age and she represented what Aunt May is for me. So I don't know. I, I just I really liked it. Another movie, it's just 
tremendous casting. I have no problem. Aunt May, by the time, like, by the time we got to Marissa Tomei, she was just getting like 20 years younger each time. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, we get the, I'm not going to complain at all. <laughs> Great choice there. Uh, Hans, what is your next pick? All right. So my next pick, I'm going to go with 2000's Unbreakable, directed by M. Night Ooh. Shyamalan. Um, now, I believe this is Shyamalan's second movie he directed right behind Sixth Sense. Um you know, stars Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson. Um, I think Robin Wright is in this as well. Um, she might have been Robin Wright Penn at the time. This is not what most people, when you bring this up as superhero movies, a lot of people don't classify this as superhero because they're like, well, there's not a lot of action in it. And it's not like, like it literally, like this is basically like the, the anatomy of a superhero of how it like kind of digs into like the mental aspects of it. Um, I, and I'll even admit the first time I saw it, I don't think I kind of classified it as a superhero movie, but you know, as I've watched it, this is probably the end night movie I've watched most. Um, it really like dives into just the psyche of a superhero and, and whether or not this like Bruce Willis's character is a, a like a superhero or not. And there's a lot of cool, the way they like kind of take some of the comic um, like the kind of comic tropes that they have, like, but like one of the things that Samuel Jackson kind of talks about, he says, you know, how do you know the villain? He's like, it's usually the exact opposite of the hero. Um, there's a lot of good lines in this movie that kind of like, not like just make you think about things. Um, and I just think it's like a really deep look into the superhero genre. Um, I mean, there's one action scene in it, I think. And, it's not really even an action scene. It's just Bruce Willis falling into a pool and then he goes to choke a guy out. Um, that's about it. But I, I love the tension that it builds up in this movie. This is probably my favorite M night movie. Um, probably tied with either split or glass, which is, you know, both are related to unbreakable, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll throw it over. I think Greg, you had it on your list. I'll throw it over to you. I do. So I'll just use this time to tackle it since it's on my list as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, it is <sighs> unbreakable. Such a great movie. I, uh, I remember when I went to see it, I actually had not seen anything or heard anything about this movie. I was going in blind. Uh, someone said, Hey, you want to go check out the newest uh, um, Bruce Willis flick? And it's directed by the guy that did six cents. Sure. I'm in. When I stepped out of that theater, Boom, mind blown. I was like, <laughs> this movie is awesome. This movie was made for me. I love this. You know, we, uh, I think it was last episode or two episodes ago when we were talking about Bruce Willis. I, I mentioned this is one of my favorite performances by him. So uh, subdued and restrained in it, but so powerful. Um, and the whole movie really is is kind of like that. It's it's about that restraint. This is a, a you know, a super person that is kind of coming to terms with himself and, and just fully awakening before re emerging uh, from the cocoon of his former life. So everything in this is, is kind of restrained. And I, I just, I appreciate how subdued and quiet this movie is because it's such a, a different take on a superhero movie. Uh, really ingenious. Uh, M night has been quoted before as saying like most, you know, superhero movies, uh, are act one act two act three and this this entire movie is just act one of a normal superhero movie um mm. which you know makes total sense uh 
you're right. Great quotes. It was the kids. They called me Mr. Glass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> love that quote from Sam Jackson. Um, Spencer Treat Clark as uh, 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 the son. Fantastic. Um, I just, uh, man, this movie is so, so good and really holds up. Uh, yeah, not a ton of effects work. And that's OK, because it fits the story. Uh Split, I thought, you know, since we're on that subject, um, I thought Split was a fantastic, almost like sidequel, uh, not quite a sequel, kind of like a side story. And then Glass ties them together. Wish Glass was a little better, but I, I did enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Unbreakable is just tops for me. And that's why it made my list as well. Uh, Hair, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I knew this was movie was going to get a lot of love from you guys, so I, that was kind of the only reason I uh, didn't include it. Um, I know Hans uh, loves it. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, I'm a I'm an M Night guy. I mean, listen, am I? Do all this stuff pan out? No. Um, does he have a lot of more misses than hits? But uh, yes. But like when he hits, man, uh, he it really comes off. I mean, this signs it signs for me as well. I mean, I know a lot of people don't love it. Um, six cents, which was spoiled for me. So I never got a chance to see it, but, uh-huh. um, yeah, this is just Bruce Willis and, and Samuel Jackson just kind of going, you know, mano a mano in some scenes and, you know, Bruce Willis is, you know, the action hero of the late eighties, early nineties, um, and just how he was thought of, and then put it in this role where it's like, he's kind of discovering like these powers and he plays it so, so well, it's just like, he's not sure what to do. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, and listen, uh, you know, split was a, was a good, you know, whatever it was like, that's again, that M night Shyamalan effect where it's like, Hey, here's this kind of crazy idea that I have. Let me throw this in here and kind of, you know, piece it all together. And I wish it would have panned out a little bit better, but you know, to, to stretch that far, you know, it gets everybody kind of in a tizzy, um, to kind of bring that in there. So, but yeah, unbreakable, uh, if you haven't seen it, definitely worth checking out if you're into any kind of, uh, superhero content um, and you haven't seen it uh, a must see for me so I mean beyond choice. beyond superhero it's it's just a oh great yeah movie. yeah 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 whatever category you want to put in drama thriller mm-hmm. side like yeah I mean it's a uh, kudos to that Greg yeah good 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 call out there and Howard like your point on M. Night like I think he does have a lot like a lot of misses like after Unbreakable I would even say like after Signs like I'm not a huge Signs fan but like, I think Split really brought him back, and I I still remember being like where I was. Like, I was at the 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 Woodhaven next to a bunch of tweens watching Split opening weekend. Jokes on me. Like, I probably should. Yeah, I I should have expected that. Like, it was like opening Friday, and I still remember like the the last scene in Split is when they reveal that it's basically like you said a sidequel to yeah um to Unbreakable. And I, I don't, I can't think of it like an ending to a movie where I like had like a smile on my face. Like, where I was just like, Oh my God. Like I, and this was before anyone on the internet tried to spoil stuff on like Twitter or anything. Nice, yeah. Like I, 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 I had no expectation for that. And the kids next to me are like, who's that? That's the guy from die hard. I'm like, yeah, like, oh, you, God. like, <laughs> like oh you'll God. see. Yeah. Just wait. I'm like, I just want to like sit there and like, listen guys, unbreakable exists. You should watch it. But no, but I, I just remember watching it just being like, oh, my God, like the, how how he pulled this off is is almost genius. So it's it's funny that you mentioned that with Split, because uh, for me, I remember when Split came out, I was like, oh, you know, it looks pretty interesting. It's M. Night. It's got McAvoy. Looks like he's doing some cool stuff. 
I'll probably catch it on the flip, you know, eventually when it comes to home video, I'll pick it up or whatever. And then yeah. when I heard about the uh, the appearance at the end, you know, it kind of got spoiled for me. I wasn't even mad. I was like, this instantly turns into I have to go see this now because yeah, that's yeah. how much I love Unbreakable. And I went and saw it and fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. No split. So. Cool. All right, cool. Uh, moving on to me, I'm actually going to skip this round since uh, we shared Unbreakable. So I'm going to push it back. And uh, Harry, it's up to you again. Yeah, um, well, I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, listen, we were talking Spider-Man, the first one, O2. Let's mm-hmm. jump on in 2004, Spider-Man 2. Um, my favorite story about Spider-Man 2 is, uh, is, and I'm sure you guys can relate, is, is from our buddy Tim, where he talks about that uh, July 4th uh, weekend being the absolute worst time to ever work at a movie theater. Um, and it was absolutely insane. Um, you know, they had, they had one person, you know, cleaning. Cause I think it rained around our area. One person cleaning a 600 seat theater, um, just trying to get by, trying to survive, uh, doing everything they can. Um, but you know, this one, I would say, as I mentioned, I like the O2 version just a tad more. Maybe it's just because the origin story, maybe it's just because the original, uh, but this one, you know, definitely kicks it up a notch and it isn't, isn't a slouch when it comes to sequels. Cause sometimes, you know, we've, we've seen movies kind of be, you know, duddy uh, with the second one, but you know, um, this one brings in Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. Uh, you know, there's that famous, uh, famous scene with the train um, with, uh, with Spider-Man, you know, towards the, the final kind of third of the movie where, um, you know, he, he kind of gets recognized by people. And, uh, this one, you definitely get more of, of that Spider-Man feel as we, as we mentioned, uh, with it, um, you know, and, and kind of builds on the first one, which, I mean, I guess we had seen with, with previous movies, I'm thinking of the X-Men, um, had kind of started this, but this one, you know, was, you know, is considered to be better than the first one. And I think it, you know, as Chris mentioned earlier, it kind of set the template on kind of what we are seeing and where these movies could go. Um, you know, it can be taken seriously, um, made a, made a crap ton of money. Um, but I'll toss it over to, to G, uh, as you, uh, also had this on your list, uh, Papa. So why don't you, uh, why don't you take the reins from there? Right. Yeah. So Spidey two, uh, by Sam Raimi or directed by Sam Raimi. Um, for me, the best uh, Spider-Man iteration that we've had yet. Um, absolutely love this movie. Molina, just spot on casting, looks great. Uh, we got the um, furthering of the story with uh, Harry Osborn and uh, yeah. some more kind of twists and turns with the relationship between uh, Spider-Man and Mary Jane. We got some more action as Spider-Man. I just... Like it's it's just so well done, and you know, having Spider Man having that uh, kind of crisis of faith in his in himself, which in turn leads to him kind of mentally blocking his his own superpowers, and then him turning yeah. his back on on that that superhero lifestyle, and seeing how that plays out, uh, taking that theme of you know, with great power, there must also come great responsibility. And kind of seeing what happens when you turn your back on that responsibility. Uh, just, just super well done all around. Um, again, you know, to to think that they they did uh, Doc Ock's arms practically and not CG is kind of crazy. And yeah. it works. Uh, absolutely stunning. Um, 
one of my favorite moments in the movie is just and this is going to sound wild but it's the very very end uh we see mary jane um and peter finally get together she kind of ditches her own wedding to uh john jameson and uh Mm. she she runs out and catches up with him you know they hug it out and uh it looks like everything's going to turn out great. He hears the police scanner go off or whatever it is. And, you know, she nods, says, go get him, tiger. He swings out. And there is just such a beautiful shot where she is looking out the window. There's this musical cue that kicks up where it's like, it's playing the Spidey fanfare, but then there's like (laughs) this, this little note where it just kind of like ends with not ominously, but there's something there where it's like, okay, this might not work out like even though they they yeah. they just started it um there's going to be some some stormy seas up ahead and mary jane kind of gives that worried look as you know her man goes swinging off so it's just it's little touches like that but they're like little things like that are just all throughout the movie so masterfully done we get some some classic Raimi style uh cinematography especially when um doc ock they're trying to remove the uh the tentacles in the surgery room. And then, you know, we get oh, all yeah, these crazy quick editing and shots and stuff. Just love that. Uh, I mean, Spider-Man two is just so, so good. So yeah. And another one, amazing movie. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, hands, your thoughts on Spidey two. So how I, you know, if we asked him about those busy weekends at the um, I, I will remember cleaning those theaters and just to go on the, the point of Spider-Man one, um, I always this song has been stuck in my head for 20 years is vindicated by dashboard <laughs> confessional. Um, vindicated. So, yeah. So two Spider-Man movies, to clean those theaters Two Spider-Man least, movies. Yeah, like I, I remember clean, the first time I probably cleaned Spider-Man two, and I'm like, can't be any worse than Nickelback. And then it just starts up and I'm like, Oh my God. Um, <laughs> no, great choice. Uh, like I said earlier, I prefer two over one. Um, the train scene always sticks with me in this movie. It's one of the best action scenes for a Spider-Man, a, a Spider-Man movie that we've seen. Um, you know, I, I think the re- I like the I like the the relationship between Peter and Doc Ock more than I liked it mm. than Peter and Green so Goblin. Good. I thought yeah, it was built point. so well, and they you know they they tackled in No Way Home a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think that it sets up like even the side stories. I'm not a, a a Mary Kate or Mary Kate Mary Jane, um, like fan of Kirsten Dunst. I think she's okay, um, but I thought she was good in this one. I, I I thought she was kind of improved based on the first one. Um, I feel like she had a little more to do here, um, and you know, like typical movie like superhero fashion, two people find out who Spider Man is in, in a matter of like 25 minutes. <laughs> so there's that, um, and it leads us into a, a great third movie. So. You know, how, how can I complain? Hey, my um, hot take is I do like that third movie. I enjoy it. So, hey, I, yeah. I said I've grown to love it a little more every time I watch it. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to, you know, I'm not going to crap on it. Um, Yeah, I you know what I, I and I, I wish that maybe, you know, looking like in hindsight, like I wish maybe they didn't like kill off like Green Goblin and Doc Ock. And I, I wish they kind of like maybe survived to carry like eventually if they made a fourth Spider-Man movie and and somehow they they weren't killed off but that was the thing in superhero movies it still kind of is it's just like off your off your villain that's fine yeah 
Um, but no, I mean, Alfred Molina is fantastic in this. Uh, I think he's, I can't think of any other person to fill Doc Ock's role. So yeah, the power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, How right, are hands. you, my boy? <laughs> yeah. That payoff is so good in, in no way. In home. no way home. It it's really fantastic. Uh, um, all right. What do you got next hands? All right. 2010's kick-ass by Matthew Vaughn. Um, mm. I think this was Matthew Vaughn's kind of, um, I, I want to say like, I, I, it came out before first class, but I think this was more of his introduction to the Kingsman. Um, I think this was set him up for like an R rated superhero movie. I would have put the Kingsman on here, but it's not, they're not superheroes. They're just really, they're basically spies. <laughs> um, this is Save the first, first spy pod. Yeah. I can't even like, I, I don't even know, like outside of like blade, I don't even remember superheroes being like rated R. Like their movies being rated R. This is a very hard R that is, um, I mean, the, the cast in this is Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I think this is one of his first movies. It's phenomenal in. Mark Strong is a great villain um, who's in this. And he, um, what's called? He goes on to be a villain in like Shazam. Um, I think I, I didn't see it. Green <laughs> well, Lantern. I'd kind just, of. <laughs> let's just get a villain and, and hire Mark. Yep. Um, that voice, such, villain voice. You know, and, you know, it, it brings into, like, some of the action in this is, like, stuff that I haven't seen before in, like, a superhero movie where, like, it's extra violent and the choreography is, like, really well done with it with um, Chloe Grace Moretz's Hit Girl and the legendary, uh, you know, Nick Cage as, um, oh, my God, why can't I think of his name? Basically Batman. I'm going to call him Batman. I forget his oh, name. Oh, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's basically is Batman um there's a lot of like you know the first half of this movie is a lot of jokes and a lot of you know just this nerd being a superhero and it's he's basically getting hurt and he's becoming famous that way by trying to stop people and getting getting you know his ass kicked but i i think that once they introduce like hit girl and big daddy's relationship it, it brings out a, a like i said a lot of heart in this movie um nick cage is phenomenal for this role Mm-hmm. Um, it really stands out. I, I, Kick Ass Two, I think, is forgettable. I, I watched it once or twice. It's forgettable. Um, they tried to put Jim Carrey in that Nick Cage role, and it was like, uh. but I, I mean, I watch the first Kick Ass maybe once every two three years. I think it holds up still well. Um, I love Matthew Vaughn's style for superhero movies. I mean, he was great in the X Men movies, and then he was great in Kingsman. I think some of the i think they're some of my favorite movies um but yeah uh, and you know like i said grace chloe grace moretz i think it's the first movie i i i know her from mm-hmm. and aaron taylor johnson who went on to play feels like six different superheroes so yeah what do you guys think uh so i i actually rewatched this one um back in the fall and yeah i i really enjoyed it i gave it three and a half out of five stars Still holds up uh, very true to the source material. Um, so kudos there. Uh, great style and flair. Uh, you also have um, both actors that play uh, Quicksilver as friends in the movie. Peters, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so kind of fun little trivia there. But uh, yeah, just a really, really great movie. Uh, I think this is a, a, a good pick. Uh, and yeah, Nick Cage, fantastic. I know it's kind of morbid, um, but the scene where he is being set on fire 
he yells, oh, child. And I actually uh, yell that to my daughter sometimes when she does something <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that I find amusing. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, love that performance. Loved Chloe Grace Moretz. This likewise was uh, my introduction to her as well. And um, I generally enjoy anything that she's in. I, I think she's a, a good actress. So, Harry, any thoughts? Oh, and, and McLovin. Oh, yeah. I forgot. McLovin. Oh, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. Christopher <laughs> Mintz Plassey. Yep. Yeah. So, Harry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I would say this one just missed out on my on my uh, honorable mentions. I, I again, I figured Hands would would give this one enough love for me, and I was uh, vindicated with him putting. Uh, I was vindicated as uh, <laughs> he put it on his uh, top five. Um, Got to get that as a sound so, drop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Good, good night, guys. One, Hope you have a good rest uh, of the night. Yeah. <laughs> Papa, it's just me and you now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So this one, yeah, definitely, I think is, I think they lost uh, Matthew Vaughn in the second one. So this one, you know, it, it was, it was definitely a gritty, you know, another different take, you know, uh, maybe call it Deadpool before Deadpool in a way um, where they tried to have a little bit of fun and, you know, um, went went that R or heavy R rating. So yeah, if, if you're, if you're in the superhero movies, you know, kick-ass is a, is a great choice. So, and 12 years old. So it just, uh, Love going through these movies and remembering seeing them in my teens and early twenties and being like, "Oh, um, that is over." So you were twelve uh, when Kickass yeah. came out. Wasn't twelve? I said early twenties. Oh, oh, okay. The movie's I, twelve. What did you say? Old. The oh, movie's the movie's twelve years old. I'm like, wait a second, yeah. it can't be that long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Papa had a moment of almost having a heart attack. Yeah, dude, I just I saw some depressing stuff earlier about how we're (laughs) we're closer to 2050 than we were 1990. And it just gave me existential dread. (laughs) Lovely. Can't wait. Um, All right. Good. Uh, Solid choice there, Hans. Uh, I am going to skip again since uh, we went over Spider-Man 2. That's all right. This will be the last one that we skip and then we'll get back to my stuff. So, Harry, what do you have next on the list? Uh, next on my list, um, again, I cheated. Don't care. Uh, I made up the rules. Uh, that's what Cheating. we decided. Um, is uh, It's a tie um, for my fave five. Uh, Batman Begins and the Dark Knight Rises. Uh, 2005 for Batman Begins. 2012 for uh, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, from the god Christopher Nolan. Uh, mwah, Nolan bro. <laughs> Nolan bro all day, every day. Um, probably my favorite director out there, uh, should be on the Mount Rushmore or, you know, our, our top five for directors, but you know, maybe another day. I'll yeah. Maybe next time champ explain that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if tenant did me any favors. So, um, it was ambitious, but mm-hmm. it didn't quite make it. Um, so yeah, so I, I couldn't really separate these two and I didn't want to have three Batman movies on my list. So I had to kind of find a way to get these two on here and, they just, um, you know, obviously not the cream of the crop, um, either one of them. I, I would say Batman Begins, you know, has, has kind of become, you know, we've talked a little bit about it before. The the movie besides Dark Knight that I think is fondly remembered of the trilogy better, um, you know, but and the Dark Knight Rises for me, I think while it's messy, um, I think it has a lot of great performances um, and, you know, it kind of was a great culmination in the moment. You know, sometimes I think once we get out of it, it's easy to bash it as some people do on this podcast named Chris. Um, (laughs) But 
and at the time, you know, this was a moment with Dark Knight Rises. How are we going to follow it up? How are we going to follow Heath's, Heath's legacy with the Joker? Um, and I, I think, I think, as I mentioned on one of my hot takes, I think it's a super fun uh, movie and um, is actually pretty, pretty enjoyable um, comparingly to, to the Dark Knight as well. Um, but yeah, Batman Begins and the Dark Knight Rises. Uh, love to hear your guys' uh, thoughts on it. Greg, not name oh, yeah. ready. All right. No. Yeah, you can take it. Ready. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Greg. I want somebody right. who's going to talk kindly before <laughs> so the trash with... man comes and throws it out. <laughs> the trash man. Uh, so with uh, Batman Begins, really, really love it. Uh, not my favorite of this trilogy, but a close second. Obviously. Um, I guess the main thing with Batman Begins that uh, that I don't like, and this is, again, just minor, which just goes to show you how good the movie is, is the, the look of the costume. Uh, I like that they explained it scientifically, yeah. but um, but the costume is very kind of dated looking it like if you look at beginning. it now, it's just beginning. Well, yeah, you're, and you're right there. Um, you know, storyline wise, I guess there it makes sense. But uh, but if you look at that costume uh, now, having seen iterations of it or, you know, seeing advancements of it from this this trilogy and the Batman, um, it just uh having that immovable head and kind of the, the chest is a little yeah. weird. It just looks very dated. Uh, but the good news is that's the only flaw. The rest of the story is tremendous. Uh, I loved seeing the origin of Batman. Um, they, they really tied in some cool stuff with this and, and gave it a, a, a really great take and uh, just gorgeous uh, cinematography and locations and sets. Um, so yeah, Batman begins outstanding dark Knight rises um it is a bit of a mess don't get me wrong i enjoy this film i i love this trilogy as a whole but this movie for me uh is a bit of a letdown you know did they go weird with bane sure uh does it work not all the way but enough for me um but i i just i don't like some of the choices that they made having batman just drop out of the game for eight years or whatever it is because uh uh rachel dawson died very on batman like doesn't make sense to me um and yeah i don't know tying in talia al ghul almost as an afterthought uh kind of disappointing uh so i don't know there's just some some weird weak stuff in here he magically heals his back and in, in the cave and then he's like Love jumping it. 50 he's feet up and climbing and yeah sure whatever uh so look not without its flaws i enjoy it not my pick but i i respect you having it on here hands just go ahead do do your worst right, it's gonna get it it's gonna get out of the way uh <laughs> batman begins is is the best of the trilogy in my opinion <laughs> Um, I love everything about this movie. I'll put the costume. I'll put the costume aside. Um, I love Rachel Ghoul. I love his character. I wish he would have been seen more in the in You know, if we got more like I know it was grounded. So they weren't going to bring like the actual Lazarus pit in. And instead, take a breath, my guy. Like, take a breath. No, I can't. I got to get this over with. <laughs> um, I, and, you know, they bring the Lazarus pit. In, like I wish they would have kind of brought that. But it, like I said, it was grounded and they brought him in for like a dream sequence in the third mess of a movie. Um, but I love Batman Begins. I, 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 I love it more than the Dark Knight. Um, I, I think it's a better movie than the Dark Knight. But 
I, I've said that before. I've said my piece. Um, you know, I, I think the, the cast with that movie is, is phenomenal. That like carries through the trilogy. Um, Dark Knight Rises, uh, up until the fact, up until the point when Brain, Bane breaks Batman's back, um, it's good till that point. And then it just f- falls really far off a cliff. Really far. Um, the editing in that movie is absolutely horrible in the second half. Um, Greg, you're right. How does his back magically heal? Because he does some push-ups. He's a like, superhero. He's he's not. He's just human. rich and he's in a hole. Right. He's human. <laughs> yeah, he's in a he's in a hole for like God knows. Yeah, like I, I like Bane. I I I I love Bane until that fight, and then it's just like like it just doesn't. It, there's no logical sense of the villains in this movie. Like, why are they waiting three months to blow Gotham up? Just do it now. Like you're like, and and just I don't know. We got a I great Bane meme that come at me, bro. Scene. That's yeah. That's oh nice yeah. Meme. I, 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 and I honestly love Tom Hardy's Bane up until the last 15 minutes of the movie when Catwoman shoots him with a rocket and he like dies, I guess. Love I don't it. know. Love it. I, he's I, punching through he's concrete. Dead. Yeah. And he gets hit with a rocket and he's, and he's, and he, and he just is gone. And then you're like, Oh, now you're supposed to care about this. The new villain who just revealed herself. Like get the hell out of here. I'm sorry. And she has the worst death scene ever. What did you? I don't don't know if we've ever touched on this. What did you think of the ending? And not the, not the like, uh, uh, Robin stuff, but um, like the actual ending with like Batman kind of fake. I hate it. Really? I I I thought it was dumb. I loved it. I thought it was too out of. And I was probably. I feel like they took a lot of like um, a lot of pieces from dark Knight or the dark Knight returns comic like him being retired or whatever he was just being a, a sad sap in his mansion and um and then basically like him faking his own death um i i thought it was it was just weird like because it's just like you're bruce wayne and just because you go to another country like you're not going to think you're going to be noticed like you're yeah. one of the most popular people on the planet and you're just sitting at a diner in like italy yeah, I guess that makes sense. I just uh, I, I found it to be kind of a bold choice. Like this is no one saying, nah, this is this is done. You're not getting any more with bail out of this. Yeah, it was. It was I will say finite. I will say that a lot of this movie probably fell apart a lot because of Heath Ledger's death, because I feel like the Joker was probably going to be like highly involved in a third movie. So I can see like if maybe if he didn't die and and you know they have the joker in this one if they kind of end the movie with like batman still continuing on mm-hmm. and and just keeping the joker like you know put him in arkham or whatever or lock him up again i think they would have but i think i think with with ledger dying it really just derailed nolan to write like he probably had a whole script and everything ready and then he had to like start from like like square one and say like all right now what mm-hmm. so Okay. I don't know, but I just don't like Dark Knight Rises. Fair. I like right. Bane. <laughs> uh, hands, what do you have next? All right, 2017 Logan. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Um, this is my favorite X-Men movie. Um, Harry mentioned it before. The black and white version is fantastic. Um, you know, we get shocking, a, shocking that you've seen that. Shocking. We get, oh man, I've, I've watched that more than the, the, the color version. Um, mm. So 
We get Daphne Keene, who plays an offspring of Wolverine, basically, for lack of a better word, his daughter. Um, and a crazy Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Uh, what I like about this movie is it's basically a Western, like a, a, a modern day Western. Um, there's a lot of events that take place between, I guess, what, whatever X-Men world they were they were in to this point where like basically all mutants were almost all dead and Xavier killed them. Um, but I, I feel like it's a very small scale movie. It's just like, it's just Logan and, um, and X 23, I'm going to call her, um, just being Laura. chased down by the gu- Laura, Laura. Yeah, yeah. um, just being chased down. And it's not like, there's not, there are consequences to it um, from like the government standpoint, but it's just them, them just on the run. Just them three. Um, it's sad to see Xavier get like a really awful death. Um, but I think that, uh, I think it, as it gets to the end, we get the best sequence Wolverine sequence of when he takes like the, the, the serum that's like stopping him and he goes nuts in the woods. That's another fantastic scene. This that's like the Wolverine that I know from like the the comics and like this and the the animated series. Um, I I I I love this movie. Uh, it's so great. Um, I've watched it more than any other any of the X Men movies. I think it. I hope it's a send off for Hugh Jackman. I really hope that they don't bring him back in the MCU and they recast them. I think this was a perfect way to send off like such an iconic character. And one that like he played so well, um, you know, I, I'm probably one of the few that don't want to see him in the MCU. And I think that's why I loved it more. It just gave him like a, a proper send off. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge Logan guy. You know, I, I did enjoy it when it, when it came out, I was, I was excited for it. You know, it was kind of, I think taking the best of what had come from the, the X-Men world and kind of putting it into a, you know, cowboy western kind of finale send off um with it so um yeah i mean i i wonder if you could maybe watch this without watching any of the other movies and i, I think you could um it might be a little tough for some but it, it is kind of one of those that I, I find it could you watch it as a one-off um for it and i think you could um but yeah i mean it, it's got some really cool you know action and you know it's uh you know, it's a it's a great way to send the character off, as as Hans mentioned, and I, I would agree for that. So, um, Papa, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, so, <clears throat> I kind of talked a little bit about this before because I had it in my yeah. honorables, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I just I love this movie. Um, this is the movie that I wish the Wolverine was because uh, I I love that whole Japan art, but um, it just uh, you know the execution wasn't as good in that. But this is a tremendous movie. Uh, does have the the western vibes. Has some lone wolf and cub there with him and Laura. Um, just outstanding stuff. Uh, and you know, with it having that R rating, being able to see Wolverine go ham on the bad guys and you know chop off limbs and stuff was cool. I mean, that's kind of what fans have had been yearning for ever since uh, his intro into the first X Men. And uh, Hans, I'm like you, man. I uh, as as perfect as Hugh Jackman was in that role and not even initially but he grew into it for sure um as as great as he was he uh I think his time is over and yeah we need to move on I don't if there's a cameo somewhere because of the multiverse 
sure, maybe, but I think this was just such a, a high note to end on. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'd be fine just leaving it as is with this, this amazing movie. So, uh, all right, moving on, we're taking it back to Christopher Nolan again, and we're going with 2008's The Dark Knight. So, Gross. <laughs> uh this for me i just man i when i saw this i could not believe and i still kind of can't that a superhero movie could be this good um just you know grounded in the real world not necessarily realistic but grounded in the real world and uh just so well done as a uh, a drama and a thriller and an action movie, a superhero movie. Like it's got all of these things going and uh, throw in the fantastic performances from everybody, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Eckhart and uh, um, uh, Gary Oldman, uh, certainly Heath Ledger and Christian Bale uh, and even Maggie Gyllenhaal. A lot of people kind of crap on Maggie Gyllenhaal, but I, I like her. I think she's good. Um, Agreed. but, but yeah, she, uh, or I'm sorry. Um, this movie was just, and Michael Caine, of course, uh, this movie was just so good. And I loved that the Joker was constantly one step ahead of Batman and everything he did, you know, Batman just couldn't get a handle on the Joker's craziness and, uh, you know, having the Joker involved in the creation of two face and, and seeing how two face played out in kind of like a, a real world take was just very very cool very well done gorgeous movie again some super iconic shots I, I just will not forget the feel of like seeing that opening scene in IMAX they had a preview for it initially and then even seeing it as the movie itself just outstanding so beautiful shot with IMAX cameras uh, which I think was rare at that point because they were expensive and kind of unwieldy to work with um just a, a amazing movie so yeah i mean for me this i know it's kind of like the the bro choice or whatever i don't care this is the best movie of that trilogy for me and just another outstanding movie period not just superhero movie great movie period uh also i think uh you know not to be a downer i think this was the last movie i saw with my dad too so it has a, a sentimental value for me as well but uh Love this movie. Uh, I know your thoughts, Hans. So we'll we'll save those for last. Harry, what are your thoughts? We'll just, how about we just skip you it? Uh, you don't want to bring it down. You don't. Nonsense. You don't want to take this conversation down to bring it back up. No, no. We'll, right. we'll wait. We don't. We'll go up yeah, and then we'll bring just, it down. That sounds uh, good. Tonight. Greg, Greg, you do have power to mute him. Uh, so feel free to do that <laughs> when he goes off on his rant, and then we'll just move on to uh, the next movie. Um, yeah, man. Uh, wow. Uh, Dark Knight, um, a game changer, I guess, is the best way I could put it. Uh, mm -hmm. Set. I mean, I, I believe this comes out the same year. I think we've talked about it before as Iron Man. It does. Yeah. Um, but like this just set the tone for like what what possibilities, as you said, Greg, could like happen in a superhero movie. Um, you know, obviously we could go on and on about Heath's performance. Um, you know, just some of the the standout scenes. I mean, when he goes over um, into Asia and he does that that jump with the with the suit. Yep. Um, you know, that's incredible. You know, the hospital scene blowing up um, when the Joker, you know, confronts uh, fronts Two Face at that time. 
um, you know, the, the stakes of, of killing off Rachel and, you know, being like, Hey, like what, what, what makes such a good movie to me, especially when we talk about this genre of like superhero action adventure, like whatever you need a nice, you know, not a nice, you need a fantastic villain for it to like, for me, take that leap. And this goes there. Um, honestly, I, I don't want to hear anything from Hanratty, um, if I'm being honest about it, because this to me is the quintessential pick. Um, Hanratty has zero Christopher Nolan trail Batman trilogy on here. Not even Batman begins, not even in his honorable mentions. He put the phantom in there. Um, <laughs> so kudos to you on that. Uh, but wild, wild take from you, my guy. I, uh, I love you and I appreciate you sticking to it, but wild. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just such a it's it's a movie that it, when it's on, you're sticking around like it's very watchable. It's very mm-hmm. much like, oh, this scene's coming up. Um, let me let me hang around for that. Um, oh, the Joker is being interrogated in the in the, you know, in the ra- race for Rachel. Um, yeah, just uh, I, I will I will say for for Hanratty's sake, I think you could make a case in the last scene with the fairies and the Joker is a little sloppy. I, I, I kind of felt like it was a little anticlimactic, but then again, you know, they probably had plans to continue that story when they finished it um, as opposed to, uh, you know, leaving it as it, as is there. So, um, but it ends on a, on a slapper of a note when that music cue kicks in, when, uh gary oldman's given the speech i mean in all time that whole speech yeah i haven't even mentioned the scene when they're trying to get uh harvey dent as they're transferring him through the prison and just that scene alone with the truck and they flip the semi like incredible and and you're gonna sit over there nodding hands and not even put this in your (laughs) honorable mentions you are you were you're it, it's kind of it's a trash take to not have it <laughs> it's you're a chaos agent you're, you're just bringing <laughs> chaos you are the joker you are the joker of this pod right the now ben affleck the ben affleck daredevil had a similar scene like that so i don't want to hear oh it. my god, oh, god. don't you dare <laughs> <laughs> we have we have a master at cinema we have one of the most legendary superhero performances in in the joker we tremendous have a cast. I thought you were going to say Batman. Okay, good. We have a tremendous supporting cast throughout the movie. The score, it just, you know, is from our, our man Hans, Bobby. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I, I just, go ahead. Just go say. No, I'm going to keep this quick. Like, I, I think good. that you had a, a lot of very good points with, like, uh, the interrogation scene with, with, with Batman and Joker is fantastic. There's a lot of tension build up with that. Never, never I, start with I, the head. <laughs> I absolutely love Heath Ledger's Joker. I, I'm not taking anything away from him from this movie. I don't think I think it's a very overhyped movie. And I think that it's overrated. That's all I'm saying. I think Batman Begins is a better Batman movie. But you know, I'm wrong. So whatever. Um, I, I think like outside. I think Bat like Bale's Batman at this movie like starts to just go downhill because I think it's a I think it's I hate his Batman voice and I think it's so stupid. Oh, and- I love it. He's the first one to actually like try to not try to disguise his voice and not be like, "Hi, I'm Batman." Hi, I'm Batman. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bruce Wayne. It's like he actually decided not to wear hockey pads. I yeah, well, so that the other thing too is I also think. Like, I can see your criticism of the voice for Batman Begins. I think 
that they heard that criticism and they they mixed it slightly differently because he is a little easier to understand in, in the dark night. So I, I don't know. I, I like it. I enjoy it. I think it's good. Okay. It works. And even like Gary Oldman, like he's like yelling at someone and his British accent comes out and no one didn't pick that up. Oh my dude. Now you're just nitpicking. I'm now nitpicking. nitpicking. Yeah. Oh um, my I know. I, I think that, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't, I think it's very over. Like I, I can, I can live the rest of my life without watching yeah. dark Knight, and I'll be completely fine. Like I, if I, it comes I on TV, it. I skip over it. I, there's like plenty of like repeats of like the office on that. I'll, I'd rather watch. Oh Jesus. Um, That's subpar TV show. And the bat, you got me into it. And the Batman's on HBO net, HBO max. I now, so I could, just, I could just go skip ahead and just watch that now. Um, I'm just saying, I think that I, do I think the Dark Knight is a good movie? Yes. I'm not taking away and saying it's a bad movie. I never, ever said it's a bad movie. I think it's a very overrated movie. And I think that over the year, I think, of, I hope in like 10 years, people look back and they're like, yeah, it was all right. No, Nobody's going to be doing that. It's, it's a piece of classic cinema. <laughs> I don't think it is. And I, I don't know. I just, I think that if you take out Ledger's performance in this movie, then it would just be a subpar movie. I think this movie hinges upon being as great as it is against Ledger's performance. Well, first of all, that character is a major part of the movie. It's intrinsic. Like it's, it's, I understand that, but I mean, like, like what if they did like Adrian Brody, like he was rumored to be the Joker and he like, he would have killed it. Did an okay job. He would have killed it. But I'm saying like, if he did an okay job and not as good as Ledger, I mean, we can't, we'll never be able to compare the the movie would still be great because it's a great story. And this, yeah. it is. you still got the score. You still got the cinematography. Like, it's just, I don't, I don't know. This movie's Batman killing people left or right in this movie. Well, I mean, they're he sleeping. does that in the other movies, too. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pete not... Holmes was a better Batman. Let's just let's be honest. Sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Kills all him right. in all the movies. But I'm just I, I, I'm just I'm not going to say that it, it, I don't. Uh, and this is all personal opinion. This is my top five and your yeah. top five. Yep. I think that I wouldn't put this on my top five. I'm not you saying are, it's a bad are... movie. Dear listeners, you are the Joker of this pod. You dear are listeners, let us pod. know who is more credible: men, the person that has the Dark Knight on their list, or the person that has the Phantom on their list. Some men just like <laughs> to watch the world burn. Yes, some men just like to watch. Oh man! Uh, all right, uh, moving on from the Dark Knight, Harry. What do you have next? Uh, I don't have anything because you uh, put the Dark Knight uh, there. The last one I had. Was oh, the Dark oh, Knight, dude! So. I'm sorry, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's all okay. right. I don't all have right. a last one. Anything else right. you wanted to add on the Dark Knight? Just, no, I mean, I listen, we... I uh, I love I love Christopher Hanratty with all my heart, <laughs> and I will continue to be his friend until uh, the end of days. And I will live with his opinion on the Dark Knight. Um, I think it's wrong. Um, we'll probably have more conversations about it in the future. Um, I think time will only be on our side, um, and that's all we can do is just. You know, maybe one day it'll sneak up on him. He'll accidentally leave it on. The remote batteries will go out and then he'll just be watching that Matt 2008 masterpiece and just say, wow, what a what a film. I can't wait till they announce this is going into the uh, Library of Congress National Cinema Registry. And then uh, it's like, it's overrated. (laughs) (laughs) He'll always have Batman Begins. It's fine. (laughs) All uh, right. Uh, so what do we got next from you, Hans? What's your last pick? Guys are great. Uh, my last pick is 2000. They came out. That's actually better movie that came out a year later. Um, <laughs> 2009's 
directed by a better director, Zack Snyder. <laughs> Christ. The Watchmen. With better um, actors. <laughs> with better actors. <laughs> and better slow motion. Yeah. Um, I've said this before on this uh, many times on this podcast. This is not only my favorite superhero movie. This is probably my f- one of my top five, ten, I'll go ten favorite movies of all time. Um, I, I this I remember watching this movie like for the first time at like a 3 a.m. show after I got off work watching this. And I was like just blown away from it. I didn't know much about the Watchmen before. Um, and this made me kind of do a deep dive afterwards. Um, I remember going on like Amazon and buying or going to Barnes and Noble and buying like the, the graphic novel right away and just nice. like kind of knocked that out in a couple of days. Um, you know, this is basically like an alternate 1985 where this movie takes place um, in where superheroes not necessarily, I guess they, they kind of exist um, with the exception of Dr. Manhattan, but everyone else is, they're just like kind of regular vigilantes and it's just the public going against them. And, and, you know, you have a, a lot, there's a lot of political talk and a lot of political messages in this movie um, that kind of result around, like, I, I think it, it, it basically follows like right after like the Cuban missile crisis and you know, how the public's dealing with like Dr. Manhattan and how they see him as either like a God or more of like a threat. Um, but it follows the, the story of the comedian who is, um, he's one of the original watchmen who dies and they're just kind of investigating it. Um, a lot of great performances from actors at this time in 2009 that I didn't even know existed. Um, like Jackie Earl Haley, which I didn't know who he was as Rorschach is one of the, top five best superhero performances like in a movie um i i think he should have been nominated he could probably i don't i gotta look at the nominations he could have won like he was phenomenal in this um jeffrey dean morgan who you know he 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 nails in pretty much everything he's in even like the little bit of walk i've seen him on walking dead um and my man billy crudup who is his one of the best actors that I, I i think i've seen that doesn't get enough credit and recognition i feel like he's kind of always like teetered on that c c list b list kind of thing um but uh yeah it's just the special effects in this movie are great cinematography is great the the action in it like the last 10 15 minutes of this movie are like great with um ozymandias and rorschach and uh night owl and i i I think the story kind of like it, it veers away from the original graphic novel, but it keeps it somewhat similar. Uh, it changes yeah. like little things. And um, I, I honestly, I watch this movie once every few months and has one of the best opening sequences in a movie ever with uh, times they are changing with Bob Dylan. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I can go, I can honestly do a, a Watchmen podcast. Um, I can talk about this more than the dark Knight. So I'll throw it over to you guys. Watch pod coming soon. Watch pod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Harry, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had read the graphic novel and, and before the movie come out in anticipation, just cause I'd heard so many good things and what a world just to jump into, um, you know, fresh and, you know, think about and, you know, play with your mind on like, Hey, what if this happened? Or, you know, what if the, this reality was a little different? Um, and, what a trailer this movie had. Um, I just remember the trailer standing mm. out so, so good for me. 
You know, my, my thoughts on it, though, are like if you take away Billy Crudup and you take away Jackie Earl Haley and like you just remove them from the movie. I don't know. Don't, if the movie Don't do that. Sounds familiar. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, a great cast of, of you know, who's who of being an ensemble. Uh, mm-hmm. Billy Crudup uh, of the morning show fame most recently that I've seen him in. Um, I think he's great in the movie, but he's always just somebody, if you got him in your movie as just, you know, part of the team, I think he really stands out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, my, my only problem with this movie is, and I was a big fan of it too, is that the, the TV show is so much better. Um, and the series is so much better, uh, than it. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely worth, worth your time, especially if you're into, you know, if you're, if you're a deep superhero guy, um, or a girl, uh, you know, when you haven't checked out the Watchmen, I, I would say it's worth worth diving into. Um, it's unique. It is a little bit. I, it is a little overwhelming. I at first when I remember when I read the graphic novel, I was trying to like because they throw a lot of characters at you and you they they go back in time and they're talking about you know the 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 first Watchmen and it, it does take a little bit to kind of piece that all together and you know who's still around and why did this person all of a sudden stop being and. Um, but it's it's a really unique uh, movie to me and a really unique world to dive into. And I uh, absolutely love it. A great choice. Uh, a must-have on this list. Uh, I didn't put it on there because I knew Hands would would give it more love than needed. That's probably why he didn't put The Dark Knight on. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah, that's it. I'll go that's to bed it. thinking about that tonight. So um, Nailed it. Papa, Papa, what about you for The Watchmen? Yeah, I really dig The Watchmen. Um, This movie, if I remember correctly, was in development hell for years because they couldn't figure out a way to tackle this because it's such a dense tome in terms of the content that's in it. Uh, And Zack Snyder, of all people, look, I'm not the guy's biggest fan. He has some hits and he has some misses, but he hit this out of the park. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He, uh, He took something that people thought to be unassailable and not only made a uh you know a um a faithful adaptation but a killer adaptation he he really i cannot speak enough at how well he did with this um yeah the the imagery the soundtrack everything really good look i i'm not a dylan fan but that was a perfect song for that scene uh that you had mentioned um uh, just tremendous performances from all the actors and actresses. Uh, great cast. I'm a huge uh, Crudup fan myself, so good to see him in there. Um, uh, oh, God. Uh, the guy that plays Night Owl. Um, Patrick Wilson. Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Yeah, loved him as Night Owl. Uh, it's like you said, Hans, kind of seeing all these people uh, before they quote-unquote hit it big. Like They they were just kind of B players at this point. Uh, Mal and Ackerman. Um uh, yeah, so I don't know. Love this movie. Uh, Harry, you were uh, you had a great call about uh, outstanding trailer. I remember um, <laughs> when I went to see this, I believe I saw it two or three times. I think it was the second watch. I, I took my girlfriend and uh, there are some uh, steamy scenes in it <laughs> of oh, superheroes. Yeah. yeah and uh, <laughs> I remember her turning to me and just being like, what is this? I thought this was a superhero <laughs> yeah. movie. I'm like, well, actually, it's a deconstruction of the superhero genre dive, dive in baby she just yeah. checked out at that point she's like whatever yeah. <laughs> let me endure the the remaining hour of this um but but yeah it was, it was a long one too it's 245 yeah uh 
but yeah, fantastic movie. Uh, nothing, nothing bad to say about it. So really, really great pick on your part, hands. Thanks, Rick. And, and and I'm gonna hit this home. Watch the TV series. It it really is just. <laughs> it's it's like eight episodes. It's phenomenal. We'll see. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to my final pick. That is 1998. Uh, directed by Stephen Norrington, and I'm talking about Blade. Uh, talking Blade. about Blade, baby. Yes. Um, I this was not the first R-rated movie I ever saw, but I believe this was the first R-rated movie I saw in theaters. Uh, nice. Yes. I uh, I was. Geez, I guess maybe how old was twelve? Uh, fourteen. So 14, still sorry. a couple of years shy, yeah, yeah. but. Uh, one of my older friends uh, took me and um, yeah, I just, I, Shout I was out older friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was uh, enamored with this movie. I mean, I loved horror at that time. I still do. And um, this is heavy on that. Uh, loved the character of blade from the comics being a huge geek. Uh, they, they totally in the comics up to this point, blade, I mean, he, I guess the early nineties, he was a bit darker, but prior to that, he was kind of a little cheesy, you know, he came out in the seventies and um, it was uh, kind of just a, a way to capitalize on, on horror for Marvel comics. So it wasn't really anything that was taken too seriously and man, they, they totally took it seriously here and it absolutely worked. Um, outstanding casting with uh, Wesley Snipes blade. This is the first time I had ever heard of Chris Christopherson. I was unaware that he was a singer <laughs> prior to this and had a whole other career, but I loved him <laughs> in this role. Uh, I didn't know that he wasn't, you know, a, 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 an actor because this he was tremendous in this performance as uh, Abraham Whistler. Um, loved loved the way the movie was shot and it just felt so gritty and very real, uh, very very interesting they wove in how they wove in vampire culture and how they're kind of living among us and you know all of these things right. it's not some you know moldy old uh, guy in a in a castle these are people going to raves and blood parties and kind of hiding in the shadows so uh really cool how they did that love the the weaponry and the way they explained you know blade having is set up and everything just really, really well done. Um, Steven Dorff as Deacon Frost. Deacon Frost is very different in the comics, but I actually prefer the way that they made him in this. Uh, and I will say, like, I think, you know, probably the only downfall to this movie is the final battle when uh, Deacon Frost becomes Lamagra, the blood god. The CG is horrendous. Horrendous. Yep. It was bad even then. And it just is amplified that many times uh for how bad it is now so should have waited a couple more years and they would have they would have had it yeah <laughs> for sure uh so that is the one knock i have on this movie but beyond that i just absolutely love this um a lot of people prefer blade 2 uh directed by guillermo del toro over this one i actually think blade 2 was a bit of a step down i love gdt but uh i just i didn't like the direction of the story and uh um, I didn't like the, the color grading that they constantly used on it, all that stuff. I, I just found this to be my preferred thing. So anyway, Blade, fantastic. Hera, I know you haven't seen it. Do you have any thoughts about this? Is this something you do want to see eventually or don't care? Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, 
if I wanted to see Blade at this point, it's like I almost want to say like I'll wait for Mahershala Ali and uh, mm. time in the MCU. But I remember missing the first Blade, and it, it was intriguing to me because it sounded really cool. And as a as a ten year old in 1998, being like, "Hey, here's this uh, half man, half vampire, and he's just killing evil vampires." How cool does that sound? Um, I mean, I'm into vampires uh, as far as like a genre. Uh, it's not a not a no go for me, um, but yeah, it's something that I would I would love to check out someday. Uh, but as I I'm a I'm big Mahershala Ali guy, so happy to uh, have him in the Blade Marvel Cinematic Universe. So really, really looking forward to that. We'll not miss that Blade for sure. Okay, Hans, how about uh, you? Blade ninety eight. I love Blade. Um, I you know the only like I said earlier, one of the only two movies I can uh, uh, tell you that Stephen Dorff was in. So good for him. Um, no, I, th- I, think I believe he's checks. got a. I believe he's got a rep for being kind of a bad boy. That that might be yeah. why he's not in more stuff. Well, I think he's in a lot of stuff, but he's kind of like, and and I hate to like kind of bring this up, but it, it kind of like I think his his career kind of went early, like Bruce Willis, like direct like direct the video route, where like mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff is like in the early like two thousands, where I think after Blade and like one other movie that I remember him from. Um, it kind of just was like directed, directed, directed DVD, directed DVD. And it kind of like, I think you got to tell like, us public- what the other movie is. Uh, Deuce is wild. It's uh, basically, yeah. Um, okay. I don't know if you ever saw that Johnny Knoxville's in it. So it's great. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's basically like West Side Story, but worse. Um, but worse. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just got thrown off. Um, I'll say that for my Deuce is wild podcast. Yes. Um <laughs> So yeah, Blade. I like like Greg. When you said it was like the first R-rated movie you think you've seen in theaters, I think this was mine too. But I don't think like I legally went. I think I snuck into it with uh, my <laughs> nice. buddy Bob at the time because he was like all into you know vampire stuff. So shout out um, sneaking into rated R movies. Yep. Yeah, it, it's fine. I was I was thirteen. So it, it, what are you gonna do? Um. So I, I mean, I can't. It, it kind of saddened me that like when they re like I-, I was happy that they're bringing blade back into like in the mcu but i can't ever imagine anyone else playing blade other than wesley snipes right now mm. i'm sure mahershal he's gonna kill it he's a fantastic actor um but like i, I- he it was such an iconic movie for him um and he's been yeah. around like at that point was around for forever and i think to put him in like a superhero movie like i i just Anytime I think of Blade, I go immediately to what like Wesley Snipes, Chris Christopherson. I, I think the action and like the choreography in this movie is really good for being so early in the superhero movie life, like kind of like when it started that like evolution process. Mm-hmm. And uh, even like the effect, like I will admit the effects at the end of that are absolutely awful. But even like when when he the first opening scene is when he goes to like that rave mm-hmm. and he's and he's like slicing down vampires, like even when they disintegrate, like that's actually like really good effects like that. That's throughout the whole movie. It's really good for that time. And then it gets to the, you know, the end has one of my favorite lines. In and a they movie ran out of money. I, yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, now we we forgot about this part. Um, one of my favorite movie lines, I think, ever. I, is, I, I can't I know say the whole is. thing. Yeah, is some MFs always trying to ice skate uphill mm-hmm. um, right before <laughs> the terrible CGI. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a great action movie. Blade Two, I I honestly can't tell you what happens in Blade Two. I think I've maybe only seen it once. 
Um, and I know Norman Reedus is in it. That's all I know about it. Um, so there's that. David David Goyer wrote this. Who also wrote The Dark Knight. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know Blade's he also he also directed Blade Trinity. So there's that. Yeah, <laughs> there's that. Yeah, um, yeah. The the Blade franchise once it hit three definitely went downhill. Um, you know Deadpool was in it. Um, mm-hmm. It was basically Ryan Reynolds' introduction to Deadpool. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it definitely is a, a, a great, like a great series. I would love that, like with all this multiverse stuff happening to see Blade come back, like Wesley Snipes come back. It's, it's such a stretch. He needs he, to pay the IRS too. So maybe he will do it. Here's the thing, like seeing him at his appearance at the Oscars. Look, yeah. I don't know what's going on. He he didn't look good to me. He looked very gaunt. And he was, uh, I don't know. He was in something I saw him last year. I forget. Maybe it was on Netflix or not. I forget what it was. Coming to America. Yes, he was in that. Yeah, I forgot. I saw that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. When we do a worst sequels podcast, we'll uh, I'll, I'll touch on that. But yeah, I, I kind of like, yeah, you're right. He's definitely not in, in blade physique anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, I it still would be cool to see him. This deep fake his face, his face on there. I mean, <laughs> he is he is pretty much sixty years old at this point. So yeah, well, and so that's kind of my concern with Mahershala because I mean, look, I'm not questioning his acting ability because that is clearly proven, but like Mahershala has got to be up there age wise, and you It'll know CGI he, it. His whole body. Oh, great. I mean, like, great. no, I just meant for like the scenes or like, there'll be the stunt doubles. He'll be fine. It's, I mean, he's got to get, he's got to get Jack for this role. And it's like, uh, he's jacked know. already. What, what is about his it. age? Let me he's look a this mammoth up of a man. Right. He's going to look like he the rock not and, a mammoth and mummy of a man. too. But I, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's another, another funny, Herschel. another funny little piece of trivia. Steven Dorf and, uh, it's 48, Herschel, by the way. Mahershala were uh, on season three of True Detective together, and they played detectives. So. Ah, Steven Dorf, he was on True Detective. Yeah, good season for him. Three, yeah, him and Mahershala. He needed to do. I, I guess he he didn't want to do any more like season e- two. He didn't want to do any more e-cigarette commercials, so they just like got him on True Detective. Uh, I only watched season sure. one. I enjoyed it, but I heard yeah. terrible things about the others. So I didn't watch any. Hmm. season three so. is a nice comeback but uh they're they're going a different direction with it which i'm excited because uh, season one of true detective is one of the great seasons of television in my opinion so all right all right cool. well thanks for tuning into the true detective pod uh yeah <laughs> no uh that is my list that is our lists uh thank you guys so much for tuning in as always uh hands anything for the peeps i don't think so uh you know a lot you know ozark coming out this week so if you're listening check that out last season um, and then cancel netflix <laughs> and then cancel netflix that's my uh you know get be excited oh for where to hold on you can't cancel netflix because blades uh on uh, netflix so oh. if you want to rewatch you got if you want to rewatch uh, probably half the movies we talked about especially the yeah. old-timey ones are probably on netflix <laughs> the old time i know uh, so, all right Yes, Harry, anything for the peeps? Yeah, um, I mean, Moon Knight's coming to an end. Uh, mm-hmm. We got the uh, sixth episode. Uh, by the time we do our next pod, we'll have finished. Uh, you know, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness right around the corner. So um, I'm smelling a, a Marvel-heavy episode for our, for our next one. So, <laughs> it's um, in the future. I feel, yeah, I feel like that'll be uh, on the horizon. So have a, have a good two weeks, and we'll, uh, we'll see you guys soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. And make sure, as always, you live spicy.
Vas-y.